0: Welcome to another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. This is Edgar Otra Vez. And this month is the month of October. One of my favorite months. Um, Simply because it's Halloween time. Yes, I love Halloween. I love scary movies. Uh, I love all the scary stories that revolve around Halloween. So in this episode, not my cousin Dan and I are going to be going down our Top 5 favorite scary movies. So um, if, uh, if you haven't seen these movies, you should definitely watch them. And we give our reasons as to why. Also, this m- this month, we're going to have episodes revolving around the theme of Halloween and scariness and all that stuff. So there's more to come. If you want to support the podcast, head on over to podcast. Now on with the show. Okay, so I'm recording, and uh, okay, so this is Ego Traves. Welcome to another episode of the Flow Row Podcast. Today I have my good friend uh, Dan. I always, I always want to throw the last part in there. You need like. I need. I None. we need. We need something. Dan the powerful, or Dan.
1: <laughs> what, Dan what about? Not my cousin
0: Dan. Not my, the, cousin,
1: Dan. Not have, my
0: cousin. I, I could I could continue to do that. I have no problem doing that. Oh. My cousin Dan, but I, yeah. I. I feel like, you could also use like another title, like a Sir Dan, Sir Dan, or, uh, or Captain Dan, Lord, Lord, Lord. Though Lord. Lord. Oh, Lord, that's a big. That's a big title, though, man. You gotta live up to that. Like I'm Master. A big guy. Master, <laughs> master of the universe, Dan. You it's know. A
2: little,
1: I mean, look, I I've been accused of being narcissistic. That's a little bit far even for me. I mean, it, master versus I could
0: I I mean, can I could I could paint something together and and, and put you in front of the gray skull. and no. He, <laughs> he yeah. Man's body.
1: Yeah. As, yeah, as long as I had He Man's body, that's fine, dude. Yeah. That, how fucking badass would that be?
0: <laughs> no, I want to fucking paint that.
1: <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it. Nothing's stopping you.
0: Yeah, send me a picture. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I got I got video here. I can use that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be like one of those uh 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 National Lampoons Vacation posters. You ever see one of those? Uh, yeah, exactly. Chevy yeah. Chase,
1: you know? and Yeah, oh. it's like the Conan poster, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It looks like the Conan poster, and he's got his arm raised, and it's like the desolation of the, of the, the apocalypse behind
0: them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and his wife is, is, like, hugging onto his leg, and his kids right. are in the yeah. back someplace. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a beautiful poster. I love that poster.
1: It's one of the best.
0: It is. So today... We have a uh, interesting theme because it's Halloween and or it's October, and so we're going to be doing you know the Halloween theme podcast today uh, and I'm gonna try to do something kind of every podcast for the rest of this month um some kind of Halloween theme or some kind of scary theme and so we're doing and, and internet please please don't hate us uh don't don't jump on us. Uh, but we're doing oh, well yeah now you just
1: opened it up oh man and, you know and there's no mercy there's no, no. mercy you and know it like, won't be the benefit is nobody listens <laughs> <laughs> the benefit is there there are like six people oh who listen it broke my
0: heart i went to look at the analytics for oh this no, shit. no no and i was no. like no yeah, yeah nobody nobody no, yeah. No, nobody nobody like not even yeah. one you know like fuck it i'm gonna uh, listen to me You know, like I didn't want to fucking alter the, the analytics, but fuck it. Now (laughs) I need to do something. (laughs) I'm I'm fucking around with, with how I can possibly maybe make this a little wider or like get a little more of an an audience. Well, see,
1: this is, this is the problem. And we kind of discussed this a little bit last time we talked, look, both of us, both of us are fairly guarded about our privacy. So, you know, with that comes we don't do a great job of sharing this thing you know yeah. we don't do a great job of of convincing people to listen to it because it's like well, but we don't want people to know
0: <laughs> we're kind of afraid right i mean hold, hold on hold, hold on to that thought. i got to i got to do something I, I had to turn on the i had to turn off the fan cuz i'm afraid that it might be causing some buzzing um but yeah no i agree with you like like yeah i want this thing to grow you know
1: yeah but yeah, it's point, like 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 you send me the link every time and it's like yeah but i'm not putting up on facebook exactly i do. it's because my work my co see that shit or <laughs> or some i don't know I don't, no i don't want to be famous good god yeah That's i don't horrible yeah you know. that's that's why i
0: I'm working on the uh on the caricatures of or the cartoon versions of us so that we could yeah on YouTube and then maybe kind of get a get an identity kind of like the gorillas yeah
1: yeah and and then, and, and,
2: and, and, and then all
1: we each have to do is create uh you know a whole separate fake social media life yeah and, <laughs> and get friends and followers on all those fake accounts and yeah. you know. So in, uh, you know, 10, 15 years, this might be something.
0: <laughs> yeah. In 10, 15 years, maybe Spotify will pick us up and give us right, a fight yeah, Right. Out
1: of pity. Out uh, of yeah, pity. Yeah. Yeah, t- hear- in 10, 15 years, Spotify is just is going to be my space, you know? Oh, right? shit. Like, yeah. So if Spotify is picking us up in 10 to 15 years we'll know like, Oh shit, this, this shit's over.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Because then they're going to start, you know, telling us what to do, which is exactly what we're trying not to do is get to, t- is, is be told what to do. Right. Right.
1: Right. We, we're, yeah. we're, we're attempting a little freedom here. Hey, at, at this rate, look, we're doing, we're doing what we want to do. And we're, we're, we're having the conversations that we want to have it, it's, it's as close to as if we were just having a phone call you yeah. know you and me talking and so really if the analytics are bad eh, so what we have fun yeah
0: yeah you know? I, oh i totally agree and uh but uh but yeah no i still i still want to push us i still want to get us out oh
1: there. yeah but see then, then yeah that you, means you gotta you gotta push it
0: you gotta expose yourself yeah
1: yeah you got um
0: yeah i gotta think about how i'm gonna do that because like um, yeah, I thought about it a lot because I, I you know I, I I like where I work and but they recently have told us to kind of be careful what we say at, on on social media because of because of you know things, right? Uh, so I I I have to be uh, careful of what I not only of, of how I expose myself, but also how mm-hmm.
1: how what I say. And yeah and and that's the the tricky part is you say something just a little bit stupid and we're pretty stupid yeah yeah but you know you you say something just a little bit stupid and you know you have no control over the perception of that yeah you have no control over the way that somebody else is going to take that and then you're in trouble yeah yeah
0: and next thing you know you're not working for 10 years or or ever you know or ever yeah right (laughs) you know Uh, okay so let's get our future jobs as a barista started here (laughs) right
1: yeah let's let's cannonball our careers let's do it (laughs)
2: uh
1: so we're gonna i I would really like to think we're not gonna cover any any (laughs) uh controversial ground here other than uh, my my immediate assumption that that all of the movie nerds on the internet are just going to go to town yeah you know uh, they're
0: it, they're gonna have their own reasons for what why are yeah. fucking five. basically
1: all of the people on the internet who are like you and me yeah you know what do you mean it's not a halloween movie yeah it's uh, all our clones are gonna fucking
0: eat us <laughs>
1: yeah yeah right
0: Okay so we're doing our five personal favorites or the ones we think are the the most important uh and if like if I was going to tell my kid hey there are, these are the movies you should watch if you if you only had time for five movies these are the five movies I think you should watch
1: and
2: and for halloween
0: for halloween
1: for halloween
0: yeah um and, yeah and thank you for bringing that up for halloween right cuz there's other lists yeah and um these are the movies that I think uh, uh, we. W- I want to. I want to show the kids, and, and it's funny because one of these I've already shown the kids. Um, so why don't you get started? Tell me your, your first one. All right. We'll I, go yeah. Back and forth.
1: So, yeah, we'll go back and forth. We'll go one for one, man. Yeah. Okay, and, so. and, and
0: number one being the last one, right? So
1: right, so. right. So first off, you know, you sprung the topic on me like three days ago right it wasn't, so, it wasn't was it and that's ago? fine and no was no no it, that's fine <laughs> because i'm i'm 100% confident in the movies that i have picked okay cuz right? i'm 100% confident that whether or not people are going to agree with me uh-huh. i can make my own case on my own terms for these movies and i'm confident in that okay dude man but, i feel bad now because i'm thinking i thought i told you like last week you probably did and i just <laughs> you know probably okay. did I don't
0: know. Maybe, maybe I didn't. Because I, I think I, I think I tell people things, and then they're they're like, you you didn't tell me this, and then like I I find out I told my wife the same thing like ten times. You know, and my wife's yeah. like, you already told me this. And I'm like, fuck, man, like Alzheimer's is real.
1: You know, like- yeah, right. <laughs> no, I uh, I, I may have, you, know, you may have very well have told me the topic and I just got confused or like we had talked about two or three different topics or something like
2: that. Yeah, like, which anyway. I still
1: want to do, but yes. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, the point is, so... you you hit me with the topic, uh, top five Halloween movies. And I started thinking about it and I'll be honest, like I have never really been much of a horror movie guy, Mm -hmm. right? It's just never really been uh, my thing per se. And so I was like, geez, how am I going to come up with five? And I started making a list and all of a sudden I had a list of 21 movies and it's like, Oh, maybe I am (laughs) a horror movie guy, you know? Like maybe, maybe I am a horror movie guy. I don't know. Um, but okay. So I'm going to start number one and, uh, or number
0: five, then up to one. Oh, Oh, geez. So, 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 so I didn't
1: necessarily rank them like that. Oh, Okay. You didn't rank them. That's, that's fine. But, but okay. Then I'll start with, I'll start off with the one movie that is absolutely in no way a traditional Halloween movie, right? It is, it is not necessarily a scary movie. But for me, because of when I saw it as a kid and the effect that it had on me when I was a kid, I always lump it in with scary movies. Okay. Number, uh, we're going to start off with RoboCop. Whoa,
0: very interesting. I thought about that because I saw RoboCop today. In in a trailer, you saw
1: for, RoboCop today. What are you working no, or? No, 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 not not
0: not like I saw a trailer for for Mark for Mortal Kombat Eleven, and RoboCop is part of the the roster.
1: Uh, okay, so so anyway, I'm talking about not the remake, not yeah. any of the sequels, not the the cartoon show, the original the original. Uh, it's a Paul Verhoeven flick, you know, 1980s, a dystopian future. Detroit, set, set set in Detroit, uh, which was in the eighties, definitely uh, just uh, the country's biggest hellhole, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know it's set in a undisclosed future, you know, a couple of years in in the future, and uh, I don't know, do I? It's, it's Robocop, a a, a real gung ho boy scout of a cop gets killed and then (laughs) this company just takes his body and turns him into a cyborg super cop right yeah yeah now uh i think anybody who knows robocop knows robocop right and I, I, i i'm willing to bet there are very few people who don't who aren't at least passingly familiar with the idea of robocop But so the reason for me, so I saw this movie, the first time I saw this movie, I was maybe, what did it it came out in, uh, what, like 88? Something like that. um, You know, I couldn't have been more than than seven or eight years old. Jesus, you're a baby. You know? Yeah, I I guess. Uh, Yeah. You're, you're don't, a, I don't feel like a baby.
0: Well, I mean... It would, not, I mean, I, you
1: and I both are at the age where we eat Tylenol like a daily dietary supplement. 1987. Okay, so then, yeah, 1987, I couldn't have been more than eight or nine years old when I saw this movie, right? And there are some parts in this movie. Number one, oh, my God, even for me as like a... now I was, a let's say, a precocious kid, right? Uh-huh. But like when I saw this movie... The, the existential dread of, wait, wait, I could die and they could bring me back and make me be a robot. And, yeah. and like, I would have to have this robot bodysuit. And it terrified, that whole concept absolutely terrified me. Well, it terrified me to the point where I had nightmares
0: the the you know what i it did the same thing to me and i'm a little older than you but i remember seeing that movie and free, and it freaked me out too and um but it's because what freaked me out about it was uh it's it's the the body is like there's a scene right where they, they you see RoboCop's real body and they do it again in the remake like I saw the remake. The remake is a little slicker, but they, yeah. they they kept some of the same, you know, tropes, I guess. And and one scene that they had was where he's just like, like a spine and a head. Yes. And yes. That, and that is the piece that fucked me
1: up because otherwise. Yes. He's pretty fucking cool. Oh, well, there, there's this scene where he gets like jackhammered by the drug dealers, right? Uh-huh. Like they take a, ja- a jackhammer <clears throat> to him and they cut his whole robot body up and the police come and collect him, you know? And they show him in his like body is like just the, his torso and like one of his arms is gone and he's just like hanging and he's like in, like in this weird like robot human agony, you know? And he's, he's like twitching and stuff. And for, for a little eight year old, not your cousin, Dan. I mean, it, it was terrifying. Yeah. And then there's, there's, there's a couple other terrifying things like for a, for a little kid. And you know what? It probably, you know, boo upon my parents for letting an eight year old. Yeah. It, it kind of you know, uh, when I was, when, when uh, my stepson, Was twelve. Me and his mom didn't necessarily know what we were getting into. We were just like, "Oh, there's another Marvel movie out. We got to take Joe to see it." We was twelve, and we took him to see Deadpool. Yeah, Yeah. same kind of mistake, right? (laughs) Same level of error. Like there is no way a twelve-year-old should have ever been in the theater for Deadpool. Just like there is no way an eight-year-old should have ever watched robocop yeah <laughs> at uh, least not not an eight-year-old wild like the effects of that movie were still novel you know um but there, there was more so so like the whole existential uh horrifying robot life after death thing just twisted me up inside but it was also and the ed 209 was absolutely horrifying had that like the that that was the Ed two hundred nine was the other, um, Cyborg the thing. other RoboCop thing. Yeah, and had, like this, uh, like this Chicken Walker, giant robot that had these huge gun arms, and this deep booming like like uh digital computer voice, you know, and, and that thing scared the crap out of me, and then the ending scene right it's not like it's part of the ending sequence where they go to like this toxic it's it 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 ends in like that the very standard kind of 1980s hollywood big budget action flick sense where they're at like a toxic chemical factory yeah. right and and the, the toxic chemical factory is like a Rube Goldbergian device where it's <laughs> traps around every corner, you know? It's just like the end of the Terminator, right? Yeah. The original Terminator. It's like, what the hell kind of factory even was that? <laughs> you know? It's just, a, like, sparks and fog and a giant thing that crushes things. Yeah. And it's like, what what are they even building there? It's not a real... There is no factory that's anything like that. Well, it's,
0: I, it's, it's, it's a... It can be a kettlebell factory. Kettlebell factories exactly look looks like that. But I mean, I uh, don't even know if anybody made a, kettlebell kettle,
1: <laughs> A kettlebell factory has a giant, en- enormous like welding, spark spraying devices and robots and a thing that uh, like a coffin that somebody can crawl into and get crushed by a giant hydraulic press. I don't know. That's it... the end of the terminator. <laughs> and you're telling me that that's how they make kettlebells. I they that yes, they 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 make them out of melted melted terminators. <laughs> no, that's Terminator Two. Oh that's, my bad. which okay. also ends in a totally different kind of factory that doesn't exist. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Terminator One ends in this anyway. No, I'm not I'm going off on a tangent. Yeah. I'm talking about Robocop and then something else, I guess, to keep in mind as a, like, since we're talking about cinema, this is a Paul Verhoeven movie, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's Paul Verhoeven's stock in trade is, RoboCop is absolutely 100% a send-up of uh, like big budget sci-fi action movies, mm-hmm. okay? It, it was a serious movie in its own right, but that's how Paul Verhoeven makes movies, is yeah. everything he does is about making fun of like ridiculous tropes
0: you know? you know you know one of the one of the craziest scenes of of robocop and i and i believe this is the right movie but the the at, at walking monster robot yeah. ed 209 yeah ed 209 that guy at one point um was like coming on to his ex-girlfriend right and and he exerted he like he 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 Exposed. You're
1: talking about RoboCop two. That's two. That's RoboCop two. Oh, I thought that. was... I am well versed in my RoboCop lore. Wow, so you're, t- you're talking about RoboCop two, which was not a bad movie by any means. But yeah, yeah you're t- so so. Yeah, it was coming on to his ex girlfriend, and and he like. Had this device that popped out that was vaguely phallic, right? Yeah, and
0: it was, and it was, but it was also like a claw of some sort that he used to like probably grab things or whatever. Yeah. But he was, he was prompting her for that. And I was like, oh, and I'm a kid, right? Yeah, right. But I understood that part of it. And I was still like, what is going (laughs) on? Like it, it, it totally like threw me off. And I was like, what? I can't, I can't. And like, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm hoping that nothing happens. Like, you know, like she doesn't say yes to it. And then she mm-hmm. says, she's like, okay, yeah. You know, like she's like, sure, yeah." or this is, you know, it'll take you a little getting used to, but blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, you know, like in my head, you know, I was like, oh, this is so weird, right? Yeah. And, well, then, she, I- and then he loses his mind and kills her. And then I was like, yeah. I don't understand it. what happened here. Like, right. he, he came on to her and then he, what is, what? <laughs> like, it, it yeah. didn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah, again, little Edgar yeah. probably uh, shouldn't have been watching that,
0: you know? Mm. Now, RoboCop 1 was rated R. I'm assuming RoboCop 2 was probably yes. rated R as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And RoboCop 2 also had, like, the crime lord drug dealer who was a little kid, you know? Oh, Jesus, I don't even remember. Yeah but so but so the the thing that scared me the most with the original robocop yeah got in my head so like yeah there was the whole existential dread thing of it but what got in my head there was a visual in that movie and it's at the very end and they're they're having the climactic battle with all of the the drug dealer the the drug dealer and all his henchmen and one of his henchmen starts coming after robocop and like i think I think RoboCop or his partner like crashed a car into the support beams of this big tank. And like I said, it was like a a toxic chemicals factory. And so this tank falls over and all of the chemicals that are inside of it, like wash out and sweep over this guy as he's coming after RoboCop. And after the chemicals sweep over him, he's just kind of standing there and all of like his skin and his muscles have been, like, dissolved, so, like, there's just flesh, like, hanging off of bones, Ooh. and he's just standing there and screaming, because he's not dead, Yeah, you know, but, like, just flesh and, and, like, hunks of muscle and, and flesh, like, hanging off of him after getting, like, hit with this, like, mystery, convenient acid. Yeah. That visual scared the shit out of me for weeks. That...
0: I remember that, and I remember it scaring the shit out of me, too. Um, but also, there is something about that movie that it didn't have that lasting effect that it had for you, maybe because I was older. Probably. Um, but also the fact that it, it was wrapped up in a kind of robotic sci-fi future, right? Yeah. So
1: the- And like dystopian, no way should we ever let this happen kind yeah. of Future. yeah, yeah.
0: And, and it's funny because as an adult looking back on this movie that movie is probably more scary to me now than it was when i was a kid because i don't i don't i didn't understand all the other parts especially the dystopian future part yeah which which kind of like you know kind of where we're well yeah that, and
1: that's that's one of the reasons why robocop made the list right because yeah. it's just like a lot of you watch a lot of older sci-fi you know mm-hmm Movies like Blade Runner or or whatever, like any of the old sci-fi movies that really have a a bent against, like, this is where we're going, you know? And while every single one of them is like, okay, a little bit of that was batshit, there's always some part of it that is so spot on and it's like, holy shit, we we did it. We, we've done all of these stupid things and it's just like, just like the future that we're predicting, you know? Yeah. And and like, I don't know that we're necessarily in like the RoboCop version of the future, but because like, we don't have, you know, uh, resurrected dead robot police officers roaming the streets, you know, but like there is, there is so much of that movie that is like, holy crap. We we saw it, you know. At least Paul Verhoeven and the people that wrote this and 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 made this movie, like they saw this shit coming. Yeah. And and we're still arguing as as a culture about whether it's even real, you know. Yeah. Stuff stuff like there they, they 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 this is a Paul Verhoeven like trademark. He always has like fake ads in his movies, you know, for for products, and the products are always some kind of like ridiculous dystopian yeah like i buy that i buy that i buy that for a dollar you know yeah Yeah. and uh and in robocop one of those products it was like this super thick uh sunscreen goop Mm. and and like the ad is this like beautiful woman like smearing it all over her body so that she can lay in the sun for like 10 minutes right jesus christ and but it but it's like yeah That's, that's where we're at. Like, no, we don't have to smear super thick goop all over ourselves, but it's like, no, you can't be outside for more than like 30 minutes. Well, you know, also like, wasn't
0: RoboCop also like a, like commentary on like privatized policing? Absolutely.
1: A hundred percent. It was all about privatized policing, privatized prisons. It was absolutely all about that. Huge. And, And like, that was like the big, one of the big plot points. RoboCop was made by this private company called OCP, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but OCP was like a mega corporation that owned everything. It owned the city of Detroit. Jesus. The entire city of Detroit was privatized, right? Yeah. The police force was privatized. Prisons were privatized. Like, and the whole movie is basically just like excoriating the whole idea Mm -hmm. of this is what happens when like, like unbridled privatization you're just giving basically giving away you know people people complain about giving away their rights to the government meanwhile they're 100 percent comfortable giving away their rights to some giant corporation you know yeah and and like no I, I don't think they're as far as i know not in the u.s but actually in like china or not so much china but like in in africa uh there are tons of towns and highways and road systems literally owned by chinese and russian corporations yeah literally owned by coca-cola and nestle they own the towns the school is furnished by coca-cola you know Um, and and so it's like yeah welcome to reality this is this is where we're living now you know maybe maybe not necessarily in the u.s but if it's, if it's starting, well, I mean, it, it starting is, is wrong. I mean, obviously, that sort of privatization has been going on for decades, if not centuries. Like, the, yeah. entire, the entire country of Costa Rica used to be owned, uh, I think, by Del Monte. Jesus right? Christ.
0: Are you serious? Yes. I like didn't know. The,
1: the entire country. It, like, it, it used to be banana and pineapple plantations. A country right and and you know uh, that that may be an exaggeration but not too far off from the truth yeah and and so and i mean that was like in the earlier part of the 20th century probably late part of the 19th century but anyway the point is like this is the the movie is like a a, just a huge social commentary on that on the whole phenomenon of Handing everything in your life over to big corporations and sunlight. including your body, including your body, and for the first half of the movie, your
0: mind, your mind, because there is like, a part where he can't control himself, right? Right. Yep. Or they, they
1: well, wipe. There's him. a at the, they they wipe his memory and he has no personality or anything like that. And yeah. He starts to kind of rediscover nuggets of it, and, <laughs> and then he electrocutes himself, and it. Comes and, back well. One of the things that, that, but I think that's part of what saves him because I think yeah uh,
0: yeah the other versions they tried this before he came along before Uh-oh. the that particular uh, uh, character that became the RoboCop they tried him before they tried yeah. to make him before but they all failed because they psychic the 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 psychology of it the yep. men, they would have mental breakdowns and they they would self destruct. Yep. Yep. They would and kill so, themselves.
1: And so, yeah, so they completely wipe his memory, you know. Mm.
0: <clears throat> so, here, let me, but, uh, let me, oh, oh, go ahead and finish your thought.
1: Oh, but uh, just one thought on the, you know, that whole kind of privatization narrative. And, it, like, dude, sit back and, and look. look. Look at between Apple and Google and Facebook. Yeah. Our data. I mean like we're we're one step away from becoming you know the federated oil and data conglomerate as opposed to the united states of america right like we are it is it is not like a dystopian fantasy like they own us you know
0: well well wait until wait until like people like elon musk decide that that it's necessary, because he's talking about it now, getting some kind of, I don't know, like some kind of connection that makes processing faster. So you like, for example, yeah. uh, you know, you, you can connect to your computer. You don't have to like type. You can just send thoughts into your machine. The moment that yep. becomes necessary to have a job, it's don't. over no there's
1: there's you you don't even have control over the privacy of what you think about in your own head anymore
0: exactly so like they' that like what you're talking about um basically ownership of your own mind and body like because that's what it is privatized everything everything yeah. everything is owned by someone else, and the yep. worst part about it is Robocop isn't really and I'm just thinking out loud here, but Robocop isn't really a hero he's a victim of privatization yes. and yes. He's, not e- he's not even someone that survives and 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 fights back privatization he 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 is he is one with yeah. with, with with what he's become right yep right he is, he is a robot that's built by someone else maintained by someone else yep but uh has his own will and can act with his own thoughts, but unfortunately, with other people's equipment.
1: But uh, uh, yeah, and he's always no matter what, no matter what level of independence, he's always going to be stuck to the system. Exactly right? until he and, dies, which he may never die because he's a cyborg. They know? won't even they won't even let him die, right? So RoboCop, scary movie? Yay, yay or nay?
0: Yay! Yeah, yeah. It's a lot fucking scarier now that we went through yeah. it. Yeah, like there you my, go. Because I remember as a kid playing RoboCop, the video game. I'm like, oh, yeah, RoboCop is <laughs> cool. And now that we've talked about it. Uh, yep. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: All your right. turn.
0: My turn. I got
1: Night of the Living Dead. And- oh, that's on my list, but not. I, I don't have it as like one of the final five selections, but it's on my list. I'm glad that you brought it up. Good old fashioned George Romero. George Romero,
0: uh, and so like I believe this is the movie that kind of started a genre. And uh, I was, as I was poking yes. through this, he he said, "We need the zombies to do something terrifying." And they're like, "What about cannibalism?" Yeah, hey, yeah, let's make that up. Like, let's let's have them eat people, and it became yep. a thing. And the reason, and now as far as like a movie that I'll watch over and over again, night of the living dead is not really one of those, but I, I have it on my faves list because like I said, if, if I'm going to have like my kids watch scary movies uh, and, and I w- and want them to have some kind of film ed- film type education, I guess uh, I, they would have to know about night of the living dead, the the movie and the director that kind of started a whole world. I mean, it's Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Living Dead, Day of the Living Dead, fucking, fucking, oh, the Walking Dead, like all these, all these other movies, the the fucking that, that video game franchise I forget with uh, that that became a, I can't remember her name, Resident Evil.
1: Oh yeah,
0: all this stuff. Yeah, it's it 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 it, be, it created a subgenre within the horror genre.
1: And yeah, and I would go so far as to say it, it kind of created, it It did a lot of the kinds of things that George, George, that John Carpenter then continued with, where it's like, it's not just a horror movie. It's a movie in its own right. Yeah. It is a quality film that also happens to be a horror movie. Yes. It, it's not just like a mindless slasher, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with mindless slashers. Lord knows they're fun right but night of the living dead was a film yeah you know what i mean
0: yes it was it was made in 1968 beautiful black and white and yeah. i remember watching it and thinking like why is it in black and white you know and and i also thought like like wow i know it i know it's not old enough to be in black and white but it's it's a beautiful movie right yeah. it's shot really yeah. it's really nice yeah. the fortunate part is that and I, didn't, and, and I didn't realize this. And, and again, when I looked it up in IMDb for like, you know, the actors and stuff, uh, you know, you can't help but look in, you know, the, the little plot points and the little trivia things and the goofs. There is like a hundred list goof uh, list really? on this movie. There's, I guess there's boom mics, there's continuity errors, there's all kinds of shit there's all kinds of problems with this movie and i'm like really i did not notice that when i've watched right. it and i've watched it at least and, i don't
1: know three or four times and you know i guess that would that speaks to you know number one it's a movie that was shot on a shoestring budget by yes. by a guy who barely knew what he was doing right? is that
0: is that the truth like he? Didn't- I, I
1: don't know if that's the truth but i mean i don't you know he didn't exactly have a huge resume at the time you know as far as i can remember but you know, it was, it was a movie that was just completely done on the fly, and so like when you have so many goofs in a movie, but you can sit there and like guys like us who are movie snobs basically can sit there and watch a movie, and you don't notice that stuff because the the framing and composition is correct, mm-hmm. you know the lighting is correct especially with a black and white movie you know so like the the lighting the the balance between between shadows and highlights you know is is done properly and the 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 scenes are framed out properly and the shot composition is good and the actors are doing what they need to be doing Mm -hmm. you don't notice the goofs because you're not trying to find them yeah. because you're engaged in the freaking story
0: exactly you're engaged in the story the story mm-hmm. carries it and and so i i don't remember seeing any any boom mics but it's because i was locked in i was i was watching i was i was engaged like you said in the story yeah. And but i think i think like one of the things that i didn't realize about the movie now i realize it more um these days uh was because like think movies like or shows like the walking dead where basically the horror it's more about the people in the crisis versus what's actually happening with the crisis you know yeah so you're not dealing yeah. it's not so much about the scary monsters it's the monsters that are the actual people you have to deal with right and so yep. there was a there's there's that happening in the movie right not that there were mon- not that the people were monsters but you know uh I believe uh, the guy's name was Ben Dwayne Jones, who the main character, the black guy who 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 was basically kind of saving the day, trying to keep everybody alive in this house as mm-hmm. it was getting overrun with zombies in the middle of the night. Um, they uh, he he was dealing with all these personalities and trying to get people to do what he needed them to do to kind of stay alive. So it was he was like trying to steer this ship while yep. everybody on the ship thought. They had a better idea of how to steer. Right. You. Yep. And, yep. And and that's that's a scary part, right? You're 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 gonna sink, and yeah, and if you can't get these people to follow you, and that yep. is and that is that was that part, although not scary, very
1: dramatic, right? Well, and then that's that's what makes it. That's what elevates it, right? right. And be, because every good horror movie. It's whatever is ha- whatever the tension is, and not yeah. that tension, but what whatever the 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 big bad is, right? Yeah. It always starts off with, so Night of the Living Dead starts out, you know, the zombies are the big bad. Yeah. Right. But then you get like forty, forty five minutes into the movie and you start to realize as you're watching it, it's like the zombies aren't actually the bad guys. Yeah. You know, the zombies aren't the threat. They're not they may be the catalyst for the tension. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. But the tension is all based on uh, the, the fact that given the opportunity and put under the right kind of pressures, people will devol- default to the worst possible version of themselves. Yeah. And then, and so like, like people, the other people are the villains. Yes. Right. Or the antagonist, at least. Yeah. Right and And it's just that the the zombies are the catalyst for that, and that's that's what elevates it that's what makes for good horror right and every decent zombie movie, in particular zombie movies, you will find that every decent zombie movie in and, and night of the living dead is it, it created the i don't know that it created the genre like I don't know for sure that there weren't zombie movies before it. Yeah. But it defined it. It defined what a zombie movie is. It defined what zombies are and, um, and every decent zombie movie, you know, and like the walking dead in the series, which man, it should have been off the air years ago, but like the first five seasons were beautiful. Yes. And the reason because they maintained that over the five seasons, the zombies aren't, aren't the real threat. Yeah. the the real threat is the people that are still alive yes
0: you know i, I agree and the, the 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 failing of of i think the 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 part where uh the walking dead fails and where kind of uh night of the living dead actually kind of makes more sense if we were, if something like this were to happen is that the walking dead lasts for years it right. goes on forever yeah. whereas as the, the night of the living dead, it's just like one night and, and yeah. it was because the air force or the Marines or like the military came in and wiped out the zombies because they're slow moving creatures, you yeah. know?
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: so like that part of it makes sense to me. Like, okay. Yeah. There's no way that these things would last, even if they bit animals and they became zombies, et cetera. There's yeah. no way that this would actually kind of continue on. Right. Except right. for maybe the fact that in The Walking Dead, when people die, they become zombies, regardless of Right.
1: What. Well, and that's, you know, whatever contrivances they have on The Walking Dead, you know, whatever the disease is, it's everybody has it already. And yeah. that's why, you know, if you die, you become a zombie. Everybody has whatever this is. Every The whole world is infected. But even then, you know, <clears throat> past a certain point, you run, you you know, you, you run out of zombies, right? You run out of enough people. Eventually in that scenario, you know, you're just going to run out of zombies. It's just going to happen.
0: Exactly. They're
1: going to get get control of it. And, and even, and then, you know, like somebody dies, okay, shoot shoot the body in the head. Okay, good. You know, we're done. But you know it's, it's other stuff. Like, And boy, you know, you could really go down the rabbit holes on the the internet, you know, go spend, spend a few minutes in a Reddit thread and you'll be going crazy. But like, there's other things like gasoline, it, it doesn't last much past, like at at the most, like two years, you know, and that's if you've been taking care of it and like putting, putting like, like uh, stabilizers in it and whatnot, you know. Uh, but like the stuff that you need is going to run out and it's not like, it's not like if you only have, you know, a few thousand people left, all of a sudden you can start refining oil, yeah. you know? And, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like the, the walking dead is just, that's gone on too long and it's just whatever. Uh, yeah. but that's not what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about night of living dead and no. night of living dead is beautiful.
0: Yes, and and one of the things like I, I wasn't sure if it was a commentary about racism at all. Uh, I, I'm still not clear, and I guess I should have I should have like kind of maybe thought about this a little more or actually looked it up. But in the end of the movie, here comes spoilers. Uh, you, 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 you got, if anybody's listening, you should know that this this is all about spoilers. Uh,
1: yeah, I, you know we're not. I don't know about you. I don't think there's anything on my list that came out in 2020 or 2019 so like spoilers or come on. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: um so at the end uh Dwayne Jones or you know Ben as the character's named, he he is walking around in the house and the military has wiped out all the zombies, right? And Ben is the last surviving person in the house, right? So it's daylight or the sun is coming up and he, he gets up and he's walking around. He comes out from a lot of, I, I believe, the basement and he's, he's walking around and he's kind of like, you know, taken aback a little bit by what has happened. And he's looking around and he's making his way through his, through the house and the military you know are right outside the house and they can see someone walking around in the house and they're like oh there's another zombie and they shoot the guy in the head not, not not they're not taking any time to look at him they're not taking any time to make sure that he's a zombie they just saw someone moving and they shot first and they don't even know if he was a zombie as far as they know he was and, and that and that was it. And, and, and it's, it is kind of a crazy comment on maybe even now, cause I don't know if it's, if that was the original intention, but it, it's a comment. I think now it could kind it, of.
1: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you know, I haven't watched the movie in years, but I think if I were to watch it today, that thought would absolutely cross my mind, you know? Um, you know, I've always kind of taken it just as like, like, um, just an ongoing proof of that commentary about like the the villain is humanity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the the or the flaws of humanity, and like the I've always taken it as the the end of that movie is like there there is no survivor of something like. Right. You know, there's no, there's no real uh, good guy or hero. Uh, There's only villains. And at the end, you know, you've got the one guy left who's been kind of the good guy for the whole movie. Right. And then the good, the other good guys, the military come in and they blast the guy to smithereens, you know? And, and it's like, that was, that was always my takeaway from it was, was that, yeah, there's, 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 there's no heroes. There's really only villains and the villains don't even know that they're the villains, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's why it's a horror movie.
0: Yeah. Well, and yeah, when, hold on, you know, what? Hold, hold on. Okay. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Little, I Mark, don't know. Can you Martin? hear them? Mark the time <laughs> one one twelve. Yeah, let
1: me write it down. One twelve. Did you hear them? Were you hearing them? Not really. I mean, I could hear a little commotion in the background, but it. But on the recording, you know, it's always.
0: If you hear it, then it's on the recording.
1: Yeah. But uh, oh,
0: dude, they're they're killing me with that. But anyway, um, uh, so uh, the the thought is too is like the thought I was having, is, yeah you're right. Like you can go through all this and still be mistaken uh, as a monster. Yeah. Right. You, 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 were trying to do the right thing the whole time and and still be struck down because they miss, they mistook you for a monster. Now yeah. the other piece of it though is, and it, it always kind of stuck with me even when, when I, even before these times, cause I mean, I watched this movie, I don't know, for the first time like 10, 20 years ago. And um, I saw that the guy was black. I'm like, why was he black? Why was he shot, right? You know, like, are you are you trying to make a commentary Whereas it's like, you know, no matter what, black people are monsters or are always gonna be mistaken for monsters even if they're not, you know? Like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. So it was very, it kind of hit me then. And even now, Uh, more so than ever it's a it's a commentary on policing and our society and i don't again i don't want to get political i don't know if that was the intention but i can't help but put that interpretation on it especially with today's uh sure perspective
1: well i mean it's it's almost impossible to not project that onto something right now yeah and um that may, you know, I'd have to look into it. I, I, I wouldn't doubt for a second that, you know, there was intent there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that, because, you know, that was Romero's thing. Was mm-hmm. was always, you know, it's it's not like he just made these movies to be monster movies. They were they were commentary.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you know, it's, it's possible. And man, you know. It, very, very astute you know i, it's I it 's funny because i that thought just never occurred to me.
0: you know that thought occurred to me the first time I saw it, and it always bothered me, and I always try to say to myself, "Well, you know he was in the dark, you know, and he couldn 't be seen, so that 's why they so that could be anyone is what I told yeah. myself. But it always stuck to me that he was black, and I wondered, was that the intention? Wow. Are and are black people always going to be mistaken for monsters, regardless? I might,
1: of, I might have to watch the movie tonight. Yeah, so like no, because it, it, I mean, it's a, it's just a, it's a it's a spin on it that I gotta, I gotta explore. Yeah, that's and, awesome.
0: And, yeah, and and it's that's when I said, I don't know what his intention was, and I and I didn't even know about his failing as a as a filmmaker at this point but or his faults as a filmmaker but at that point i said to myself night of the living dead is a film it's not just a monster movie it's it's a film right yeah so anyway those are my thoughts so um give me your number four
1: ah okay let me Let me look at my list here because I've got all 21 of them sitting in front of me and now I'm reevaluating. I'm reevaluating the five that I picked.
2: (laughs) You got
0: Uh, all (laughs) twenty? You said that and I was taking a drink. (laughs) I didn't know you had 20. uh, 20
1: Cow. (laughs) All right, all right. Let me let me let me look at the list here. So all right. I'm gonna go with with I think a surefire one. Right. Okay. Surefire <clears throat> movie that I think everybody can can love. Right. Army of Darkness. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Part Army of, of Darkness, part of the Evil Dead series. Part arguably, of the evil dead. arguably the best of the Evil Dead
0: movies. I, I agree with you there. I think it's it's the, yeah. the best of the Evil Dead because Cause I, maybe it had something to do with the time I saw it. I was a little older when I saw it, but the the first two Evil Dead's, it wasn't clear to me that it was a comedy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They they, they were pretty fucking scary. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Army of Darkness is clearly not only the bizarrest of the movies. Yeah. But also truly a horror comedy.
1: Well, and you know, it's it's Army of Darkness is. You know, Sam Raimi finally had the budget to make the over-the-top, crazy movie that he wanted to make yes. the whole time, right? And like Evil Dead, basically a student film, you know. And and yes. it was it was it was a great movie and very inventive, especially like you watch it and it's like, yes, yeah, they it made this with no money. Yeah, you know, they made this with no money, and you know, basically like a probably not but like a super eight camera you know and a home editing station yeah. you know and uh just throwing stuff together and, and, and you know it's a joyful movie just for that right but then you you watch army of darkness and, and like sometimes you know these really inventive filmmakers who who kind of make a movie that that does really well like they make their own little independent movie and it ends up becoming a huge like cult hit or something yes. and kind of launches them on a on a career path and then like they get a budget and the movie is garbage you know like <laughs> right like be, because they don't know how to direct that way you it's, know it's an interesting like, point
0: think... it's an interesting point because i have i have a movie on my list that kind of does exactly what you just described yeah
1: it's like i i mean i guess i would i would i would say kevin smith is an example of that right like kevin smith makes clerks on a shoestring budget puts himself into crippling credit card debt to finance the movie on his own clerks becomes this huge uh indie hit yes right and you know that parlays into into you know mall rats which was still indie but you know had miramax behind it you know mm-hmm. and then uh he gets more money and he makes chasing amy and chasing amy is a good film but you know uh questionable looking back on it now with yeah. with more modern eyes but uh then and then you know fast forward to cop out and <laughs> and it's like so this is what happens when you know this guy gets a, a you know, budget in the tens of millions of dollars, he doesn't know how to make a movie that way. It's yeah. not the right kind of movie. You know, yeah. difference here and Army of Darkness definitely wasn't made on a budget of tens of millions of dollars. But I mean, it was it it was just so beautiful to see the Sam Raimi make a movie that actually had a budget that that he could do these kind of big sweeping scenes. And, and more uh, uh, complex effects. And actually it comes together so perfectly. Yeah. That movie from beginning to end, like it, it, it's the kind of thing, it's just like when he, you know, he did the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Right. And if there's one thing that Sam Raimi does really well is he balances uh, gravitas with the humor In in a way, you know, Sam Raimi was like Joss Whedon before Joss Whedon. You know, he could he could make a movie that carried weight, yeah, but was also extremely funny. You know,
0: he's he's very campy and he embraces the camp. Yeah, he's all about like the cheese, and you're right about that because he does he does that with with like I think I think of of the three Spider Man movies, I don't remember if he directed uh, number three, but uh, number two was my favorite. Because uh, you had Doc Oct. And, yeah. And when Dr. Octopus came alive on the table, it was like shadows and people screaming. Yeah. People running around. And that is like that scene. Yeah. Signature, Sam Raimi. And,
1: and and that's, yes, exactly. Because he's, he's a master of what's not on the screen.
2: Yes. Right? The what's shadows, not
1: happening on the screen yeah. is what is what is in focus yes and and he does it so well he did it so well and then I, there's just so much so much
0: like awesome like campiness because i forget the name of the of the actors he's his my his name slips me right now but he goes he's got a he's got a chainsaw hand bruce campbell bruce campbell thank you i'm sorry bruce campbell i'm sorry please forgive me internet don't come after me and uh, but, like, it was, like, uh, Bruce Campbell, he's got the chainsaw hand, and he's, like, yeah. give me some sugar,
1: baby. Like, yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah, he's, so- he's got these catchphrases, you know, this is my boomstick. You know? Yes. Like, that's, <laughs> it, that movie, Army, Army of Darkness, is maybe the first, like, horror movie that I ever watched that just made me laugh and not laugh at how shitty it was. Yeah. You know? it made me laugh because it it was like, it's the first horror movie that I ever saw where clearly like the writing and the directing was all about embracing how silly horror yeah. movies are yeah, and running with that and being like, yeah, it's fucking silly. Move along. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, he's got that chainsaw hand. He's got the, the shotgun and, uh, yeah, it, it's perfect it's It's, perfect and it's beautiful
0: i love that i do love that movie you're gonna make me go watch it now um oh man bruce campbell he's just he's just and i can't get him out of my head as as that guy
1: as ash
0: as ash he will forever be ash i don't care what you cast him in yeah he could be like yeah. the president of the United States or something in some movie. <laughs> I, I,
1: I don't care. Like he could be anything or something. I think yeah. he was the president of the United States in uh cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Oh, I Jesus. think, I think, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to IMDB that. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ.
0: I am going to IMDB it. Oh, but man, he is like, he he for No, he be- was the mayor. He was, he was the mayor. Okay, he was the mayor. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Cuz that guy was cheesy too. He was very campy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you no, know, Bruce Campbell is just you know, charming as all get out, right? Yeah. You know. Ash versus Evil Dead that series is is rock solid, you know. I haven't seen that the, that series. It's fun. It's yeah. really really dark, but it's a lot of fun. Um and uh Oh, he's just, uh, I kind of wish that he had actually had more mainstream success. You know, like I kind of wish that the evil dead movies had propelled him on the same trajectory that, that they propelled Sam Raimi, you know, Mm -hmm. that being said, it's not like he's not nothing. Right. It's not like there's, it's not like it's hard to find Bruce Campbell. You absolutely can find Bruce Campbell. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So here, let me um, let me go with my number four. And uh, my number four on the list. Now this was hard um, because I had something else here, and I swapped it out, and I swapped it back in, and then I swapped it out, and then I jumbled it around because the fucking because I have the internet and I can't help but like hurt myself by looking at the internet and rewriting my list. But at one point. I had Shaun of the Dead ah! as, number, as number four, but not now. Now he's off my list. Now I have Ghostbusters. Oh, that's on my list. Coming off my list. Yeah. All right. Nineteen
1: eighty-four. You can still. We can still do. No, no. Yeah. But I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're jiving. Or jiving. I'm. I'm glad that we're coming together here. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Number one. It originally was. Yes, it was. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, it was a Halloween release.
0: Yes, and it was
1: a Halloween movie. It's
0: and it's it's the movie that I can take my kids to watch. We're gonna watch it this month for Halloween. Um, it's it's it, as a kid, I was afraid of this stupid movie. I went with my parents. We saw it in the drive-in, and I saw fucking Ghostbusters from 1984, uh, directed by Ivan uh, yeah. Reitman. Uh, Bill Murray is Doctor. Peter Venkman. Dan Aykroyd is Dr. Yeah. Raymond Stance. Uh, Harold Ramis is Dr. Egon Spangler. And Rick Moranis was uh, Louis Tully. And then there was uh, Ernie Hudson who was Winston, yeah. Winston
1: Zeddemore. Yeah, that poor that poor guy. Man, did he get the short shrift. He did because he showed up like halfway through the movie. Yeah, like, What the fuck? Um,
0: yeah. Also, Annie Potts was, was Janine um and uh and finally, of course, Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. as uh,
1: Dana Barrett. now mm-hmm. there there is not enough time in the world to talk about to this talk movie. about ghostbusters. It's- this movie is number one, it was the biggest deal yes. right it, it, for the longest time, it was the the highest grossing comedy ever made, right yes. And I don't think that's true, and I think the hangover beat it um not oh positive. jesus really i'm not 100 percent positive but i know like it, it is no longer the highest grossing comedy of all time but i mean it was unbelievable that movie took over the world the same way that star wars did now no it didn't make the same kind of money star wars did mm-hmm. but it was a cultural phenomenon it had cartoons mm-hmm. it had toys it
0: had mm-hmm. two sequels. It's getting a third called Afterlife. Yeah. Uh, and, and where they kind of like take on the the uh, before mentioned characters. They have kids and or mm-hmm. grandkids or something and they become Ghostbusters. I don't know the plot exactly, but I'm excited for Afterlife. But anyway, um, 1984 Ghostbusters. I also had a, a remake with a female cast which I also like, and I know it's controversial because people don't like that movie. I like that movie. I think it's hilarious. But mostly because it's a play on the first one.
1: So I enjoy it more yeah. because it kind of refreshes the old material. I I, I got no hard feelings against the, the, the remake. I, yeah. I thought it had its own charms. Like, was it as iconic as the original Ghostbusters? No. Okay, yeah. it wasn't. Right? But if that's the bar that you're measuring it against, I mean, that's it's kind of unfair. Yeah. You know, also my kids saw that
0: Ghostbusters first. Right. Okay. And then mm-hmm. I told them there was an original and they, and my son flips flops back and forth between the two deciding which one he likes more. He likes them both, you know? Yeah. So, but like, uh, but I don't know if you know, but Venkman stands, all those names, they're actually based or they, he got like uh, Dan Aykroyd got those names from um ghost hunters or people who did stuff with ghosts
1: yeah because it was originally not supposed to be like this comedy right i think his original draft for ghostbusters it was like something crazy like two or three hundred pages long you know (laughs) and like this is this is uh, and and it was like serious you know yeah like took this stuff super seriously uh as if uh, like like egon was the center of the movie right like okay. if, if it was academic you know and like the the movie was just it was, it was like you know let's take the name yeah <laughs> you know and uh but yeah it, Dan Aykroyd is like super into the, the paranormal, supernormal, supernatural stuff. Yeah. I guess his, I guess his like family, like his parents were paranormal investigators or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, so it's, it's a, it's a huge part of his life, you know? And that's where the, that's where the movie came out of. And, and God is, is it, it's just one of those movies where every single character is perfectly cast Yes, there, there. I I would, I would go so far as to say there, there isn't a single like throwaway line of dialogue in that movie. Like everything that happens happens on purpose.
0: There is so much gold in that movie. There is Mm -hmm. so much uh, fucking hilarity, and there's, there's. I think it's in the second movie, but I believe you know Bill Murray, Peter Rinkman, goes to Harold Ramis, Egon. He says, "Have you never had any fun?" And, he's just like, yeah. and he says something to the fact that he's like, no, did you ever not, did you never have a Slinky before? And he's like, I've had a Slinky, but I straightened it.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Of all the lines, and like, I, I guarantee you, there's nobody out there who that's the first line that they think of. Yeah, They think of Ghostbusters, but the fact that that's the line, my God, I love you, man. <laughs>
0: There is, but there is so much gold. Like there's there's joke after joke. The only problem with the movie now, and I say now, because um, I didn't notice this when I was a kid, and it's probably evident if I was an adult in 1984 watching this movie. But Peter Vinkman's character is a horn dog, right? And he's yeah
2: he's
0: yeah. he's constantly hitting on Sigourney Weaver's character and uh it it's a little gross he tries to be charming it's it's supposed to be charming but but like if you look at it today it kind of turns you off a little bit sure
2: But
0: but if you get through the movie. You're kinda you kind of forget about it a little bit, but
1: Yeah. But he's creepy. I think I think that's just about any any movie made in the eighties. Yeah. Is is gonna is gonna carry some of that along with it. You know, there, there's there's all that sort meat- of like yeah, this outdated kind of oh persistence is charming kind of thing. You yeah. Know? And,
0: there's that and- meatballs kind of right, yeah. Like, you know, funny, gross humor, you know. So, but he kind of reduced his character a little bit at one point when uh, Sigourney's Weaver's character tries to kind of seduce him, but it's like the demon, like she's possessed, right? And he's like, no, no, we're not doing this. I want to do this, but we're not doing this because right now you're somebody else, right? So, yeah. And so he kind of, he, so he's not as creepy as he comes off initially so like he kind of redeemed himself a little bit but still you know whenever he's around women in the movie yeah it, it's not great but but the movie is gold like the right whole, the whole scene when they first see that ghost the librarian like you know how you have to kind of build like in the first 15, in the first 15 minutes of a movie you want to like kind of throw the first act out there and prove whether or not the the characters, your hero of your story, uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna establish what kind of hero they are. Are they, and, yeah. and, and what they have to come back from or what they're capable of, right? So in the first 15 minutes, it's the library scene. We get to see them in action for the first yeah. time. Yeah, against, and they're horrible. And they're, and they're horrible. They're horrible, yeah. <laughs> they, suck. Yep. they suck, they mm-hmm. run, they run mm-hmm. out of there. And mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. Uh, and, and that scene is still golden to me today, because when I sit down and watch it with my kids, my kids are totally engrossed. They're totally uh-huh. locked in, and they're waiting. They're yep. waiting to see what happens, and the ghost tells them the shush, and it's all this awesomeness. Yeah. Now, the thing about Ghostbusters and the reason I have it on my list not only because you know it was a big hit and it's a franchise, and you know I probably watched all the cartoons because I was a kid, uh, but it's the fact that I did not realize that movies that are supposed to be with ghosts can also be funny uh huh to me sure as, as a yeah. kid the idea of a horror movie being hilarious was unfathomable you know and then the fact that there was there was that the slimer character ends up being mm. like a favorite toy
1: yes
2: right
0: know? yeah At, A monster can be a favorite toy. Like, to me, as a kid. In the cartoon,
1: he was like their buddy. He was a pet. Yeah. 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 Right. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I remember uh, now thinking about Ghostbusters. So, when I saw Ghostbusters, I was probably six, you know? Um, And it's the movie was so funny and so much fun that the stuff that's in that, that's legitimately scary, you know, that librarian in the beginning is terrifying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, the, the ending sequence with, or, or the, the hellhounds, you know, galloping through the streets, chasing Lewis Tully down and big glowing red eyes. That stuff is really scary, especially for a kid, yeah. but the movie is so funny and so much fun uh, that I wasn't scared. Right. Yeah. Like I didn't, and that movie, like, being, sca- being scared of the scary stuff because the rest of it was so much fun and, and, and so funny and so over the top, which, you know, that kind of places, in my mind, that kind of puts it in a category that's a lot like Looney Tunes cartoons, you know, Merry Melodies, yeah. where there's stuff, there's so much stuff in there because, like, yeah, uh, the bulk of the humor in Ghostbusters is is pretty adult in
2: nature, yeah,
1: you know? if it's not horny humor or uh you know fart jokes you know it's it's stuff that's going to go over the top of the heads of a kid at the same time there's tons of stuff in there that is absolutely funny for kids oh you yeah know? A- enough to keep kids interested and then that, like that's why like mary melody's cartoons are the same way like most of that humor is for kids but there are jokes in there that i guarantee you the kids aren't getting but the parents are sitting there at home and they're watching it and they're like ah, yeah i get that mm-hmm. you know and it's even funnier because you know that it was put there for you yeah right you know and uh and yes ghostbusters accomplishes that exact same phenomenon of throwing in so much stuff that it's good it's funny for kids it's funnier for adults and there's still like tension and, and, and action and, and craziness going on, scary stuff, you know? And, and to your point
0: about, about stuff for kids, stuff for adults, Slimer is a flying booger. Yes. It's a ghost, <laughs> it's a ghost booger with arms yeah. and eyes, right? Yep. I mean, and it eats and it doesn't even really consume the stuff because it just goes through him. He's just a giant snot. And yeah. whenever and, and the scene where he just flies at Peter Vinkman, you know, and, yep. and and slimes him. I remember as a kid cracked me
1: yes. up. Yeah. Yep. He
0: got he got boogered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Yes. Absolutely. I I, I defy you to find a kid, even a modern day kid,
2: mm-hmm.
1: who will watch that happen and not die laughing. Yeah. You know? It it's just how it is, you know. So, like, find find me another movie that, that actually has, like, cerebral comedy in it. Like, there there are jokes in that movie that are very cerebral, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also have slapstick and dick and fart jokes, you know? And it, it, it does all of these things. And it does them all well, right? Usually it's, like, one or the other, right? Like yeah. Like, it's either naked gun, you know, or... I I don't know. I, I'm not even, I'm not even coming up with a good example of like a good cerebral, like brainy comedy right now, but like, it's either slapstick or it's not, you know, like you got the naked gun, everything in that movie, is slapstick from beginning to end. You don't have to think about any of the jokes. Yeah. You don't have to think about it for a second. No. Airplane, same thing. Like slapstick from beginning to end there. There are some one liners in there that are like, cultural references that you got to think about a little bit but it's just like instantaneous punching bag humor you know and then ghostbusters it's like you're thinking about it while you're laughing at the instantaneously funny stuff while you're kind of freaked out by the it's just such a great combination of so many things
0: yes it's got sci-fi in it it's got mm-hmm. ghosts in it. It's got, like, It's got ray
1: guns. It's got ray guns. You know?
0: It does. You don't, know? Don't cross the streams.
1: Yes. It, don't. <laughs> it's
0: yes. <laughs> yes. It's got sexual innuendos. Yes. It's a
1: perfect film.
0: I was going to say, you're making me think it's a perfect movie now. <laughs> All right, so give me your number three.
1: Oh, man. Oh, we're burning through here. Number three. <clears throat> okay um i'm going to go with one that i don't think is tough because you know again like i want to sit here and be like oh these are technically and conceptually fantastic movies but i'm really going by these are the movies that either scared me or that that just like i remember that that i enjoyed you know yeah. what i mean or or made a dent left an impression on me right so i'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna stray a little bit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Candyman. You remember this movie? Candyman?
0: Oh, now now you're you're. It's this is perfect because my movie, my next movie, although not Candyman, um, deals with a little bit of what you're coming at with here. But uh, yes, I remember Candyman. Candyman scared the shit out of me. It, it, it terrified
1: me. Right. And yes. like it, it came out like they remade it. I didn't, or I don't know if the remake is out or if it's coming out and I'm not so keen on it, you know? Yeah. Uh, But so, so Candyman came out in 1992. Right. At that point, you know, I'm a teenager. I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit less prone to getting scared by scary things. And this movie scared the crap out of me. It scared the shit it, out of me too. I could not, I could not stand in a bathroom with the light off. You know, <laughs> It just terrified me to no end. And I mean, it had, it had people, you know, like the candy man, it was, it was Tony Todd, right? Yes. Uh, and like, Tony Todd and Virginia Madsen, like, it didn't have any big, big stars at the time. Uh, But, like, Tony Todd is the kind of guy, like, he's in everything, especially in the 80s. He was in everything. He's huge, tall, you know, uh, has a great booming voice, you know, and uh, just a lot of presence. And you recognized him just because, like, again, like, he was just in everything in the 80s. And then this movie comes out and he's the candy man and the, the candy man, basically. So the, the, you know, this is a Clive Barker movie. He, he didn't direct it. Clive. He wrote it, you know? And so okay. Clive Barker's, you know, master of, of, of horror, thriller kind of stuff, you know? Um, and the whole point of it is that, uh, and I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm probably going to get some of these details wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? But so uh, Vir- Virginia uh, Madsen plays this graduate student, right? And um, I think, I think like her whole thing was studying urban myths, right? As a graduate student. I
0: think you're right. And she was and, in
1: Chicago. They were in Chicago. Yeah. And that that's, I was going to get there. That, And that's one of the reasons why like I'm picking it and I'm throwing it out here was because, you know, I was a kid, I grew up in Chicago. I knew all of the, they filmed it in Chicago. They
0: filmed it in and, Chicago.
1: And I mean, where she's, she's, she's hanging around, um, circle campus at UIC all the time, you know, and she's going to all these different neighborhoods in Chicago and they're the scary neighborhoods, right? Yeah. The projects, uh, you know, the, the, and, the uh, and the projects like Cabrini green featured pretty heavily and, and some of the buildings are still there, but like, it's mm-hmm. not really projects anymore. Uh, but you know, it definitely was when the movie came out. And, yeah, and you know, so so it was, it was a combination of a lot of things for for a Chicago kid, right? Number one, it's got the novelty of a movie that oh, it, it's, this is here, you know. Yeah, and they they and they they really kind of captured, uh, and maybe maybe not in the best way but they captured it. It was, there was a lot of social commentary there in the movie about, you know, the desperation of poverty. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, that's kind of secondary in the movie to the horror aspect of it. I, I don't know?
0: remember. I don't remember. He was, he was kind of
1: legend or myth. Um, he was, so he was a myth in the, in the projects amongst the kids in the projects. of Yeah. It. And the, it, it was like, He was a kind of a straight, straight arrow kid growing up in the projects. And again, if I'm remembering correctly, which I'm probably not, right, I'm probably missing some details here because it's been a while, but um, like he, uh, the, the, the like street gang kids, I guess, kind of didn't like him because he was such a straight, straight arrow kid Mm. and so they like they like captured him and then they they cut his hand off or something and they like like hammered a hook hook in into the stump and then they covered him in honey and he got stung to death by bees i thought you see this is the part i don't remember the myth part
0: anymore and and I don't and, and I can't help but feel that maybe this was part of the intention of the movie because this is what like myths are like, right? It's sure. like you hear one story, you hear another story. I could have sworn he was a slave. That could be it too. I mean, I could be totally misremembering it, right? And and he, and he went after a white woman and they punished him by chopping off his hand and pouring honey on him. And being eaten alive by or being i think alive by- i think
1: you've got it right and i've got it completely wrong because i haven't seen the movie in 20 years mm-hmm. right i think because because what you're saying makes a heck of a lot more sense and so um the but but so the myth is you know if you go into the again like you, you say candy man into the mirror three times and he will appear and drag you away into your death you know uh, I'm, I'm getting right I'm, I'm getting fucking shivers right now just thinking and, about it. S- and so like there were like in the movie like they do it and then he would appear and like there would be bees yeah you know buzzing around At, oh it was terrifying and he it had his, absolutely terrifying he
0: has a little tagline sweets for the sweet yes he would whisper this shit to you that's yes. before you and that's you.
1: that's what made it even scarier yeah right because you got Tony Todd who you're used to seeing at this point is this really powerful uh, like he does he's got a big big booming voice you a know very interesting voice. you know right uh, like you know he's the, for reference Tony Todd uh, if you know the movie the rock he plays uh, he plays one of the soldiers in the, in the rock that takes over Um takes over the Alcatraz, and at the end, you know, he's setting up this big missile, and, uh, and Nick Cage is like, uh, you know the song Rocket Man by Elton John? And Tony Todd just kind of growls, I don't listen to that soft shit, you know? <laughs> you know, I don't listen to that pussy shit, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and it's just like, and in this movie, he's, he's got the presence, the physical presence, but he, he just whispers. Yeah. You never really hear his voice. It's just this whisper. Yeah. And that just makes it even scarier, man. Yeah. Dude, it's funny. No, I feel so stupid that I got the myth so wrong, so
0: outrageously wrong. But but that's not that's not the important part. Well, I mean, it's important, don't get me wrong, because there's like there's uh there's social commentary there with, with the with the myth part of it, right? But also again, uh I don't remember if part of the myth was her trying to figure out what the story was too, because she was piecing stuff together. It was a little bit of a mystery as she was going down well, the path of finding out who Candyman was, but also like the, the, the scary thing about Candyman was that first of all, at least for us, it was in Chicago, right? Yeah. So it makes it, it makes it one, one, one pace closer to being real for us. Number two, you can summon this thing.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And the urge to summon him is always kind of there when you're by yourself in the bathroom with a mirror. Yes. Because it's Bloody Mary, right? It's it's a play on Bloody Mary. You say Bloody Mary three times in the mirror and something you're supposed to see a ghost. But Candyman shows up the same way. You say Candyman three times, he shows up, but then you die. You yeah. know?
1: Yeah. Right. And that's, so there's a number of movies that kind of follow this like idea of you summon, you summon the evil. Yes. You know, you, you learn that there is evil to be summoned and, and that makes you want to test it. Right. Yes. And then you te- and then they test it and they die. And right? they die. Like, and, and that's like, but, but I think uh, it's at least partly inspired there, there is a huge Chicago myth about, you know, Resurrection Mary, right? Yes, Resurrection
0: Mary. But resurrection Mary.
1: Oh, I didn't. And
0: know there was a part of that to the myth.
1: I, I don't. I, I, when bloody I bloody Mary, it's, maybe it's, bloody Mary. Yeah, bloody Mary, right? But. But like, I I don't know. Okay, it it is a huge stretch for me to say it's partly inspired by that. But that was such a big deal growing up in Chicago. The myth of Resurrection Mary where you you go and you drive by Resurrection Cemetery and you'll see this woman hitchhiking along the side of the road. And if you pull over and pick her up, she kills you, you know? Shit. You know? Yeah. um, That just contributed to the fear of this movie. You see,
0: again, with that now, not to veer off too much off topic, but Resurrection Mary, there's there's all kinds of stories associated with her. Yes. And, and it's, it's not clear who she actually was in real life. So, like, there's a part of her that maybe has become, like, there's no, they can't attach a real living person to this Mary. Right? Her name may not even be Mary. They just call her Resurrection Mary. Now, the thing is, with Resurrection Mary, if it, and, and there's a part of this kind of associated with this as well, whereas like, I, I forgot what the name, what they call this, but it's a phenomenon that you, you created it because you believed in it so much.
1: Yes. Right. Yeah. So, I, so that's what
0: um, some people have said Resur- Resurrection Mary is. Mm-hmm. Someone came up with a story and now they've made the story real because so many people believe in it. And that's that's kind of what kind of what Candyman does a little bit, Uh, yes. You know, especially with the summoning uh, in the mirror and all that nonsense,
1: like fuck, you know, (laughs) right? Oh, dude! But like um, now, what they did so well with this movie is like, it wasn't just about a scary, uh, the myth of the scary guy, right? It's they also go out of their way to to either set and recreate these these neighborhoods that I mean everybody in Chicago was scared of, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know scary stuff happened there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's that's absolutely like the the like white boy interpretation of that, right? Like you know mm-hmm. the the you know you just don't go there right to set almost the whole movie in in neighborhoods that that were widely known to be scary neighborhoods right and so there's tension just in that right for especially if you're you were from Chicago at the time you know there's tension just just in that you're sitting there like no don't go there oh my god yeah you're gonna die don't you know what I mean and again, like that's that's the white boy projection onto it, right? Because one of the reasons, you know, when you're, when you're a middle-class white kid growing up in a city, you know, you're afraid of the neighborhoods that you're told to be afraid of, even though you've never been there, you know, or at most you've ridden through on the bus or driven through, you know?
0: So now that I remember, and, and again, I'm, I'm thinking out loud here, but maybe Candyman was meant uh, as kind of like because he was killed for 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 chasing or having a romantic relationship with a white woman. And if you remember at the end, uh, the the, car- the the female white lady that was chasing the the myth kind of became in love or kind of fell in love with the with the myth of Candyman.
1: Yeah yeah
0: and, and she became a monster as well.
1: Right, and and like at the, that's that's the end of the movie. Is you can summon she, her now. She doesn't necessarily like she gets killed, right? But yeah, like she doesn't necessarily like get killed per se as she decides that she wants to join the Candy Man. Yeah, she becomes you know? a monster as well. Right,
0: and so and now, then yeah,
1: you can summon her. Yeah,
0: yeah, and so now now there's this kind of like. Is Candyman um, kind of like vengeance of of the slaves? You know, is he a, 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 the vengeance of slaves uh, come to life in this now myth, right? And and doling out punishment to whoever dares summon yeah. him, you know. And it just happens to be this white woman who now takes his place. So it's, it's kind of like a weird, like romantic thing too, because now she's sure. kind of like his, his white bride in, in death that she, he always wanted in life. Right. Um, it, it's kind of, it's, there's a little bit of that. It's, it's, but I'll tell you, I think it was like three days ago or whatever. I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. <laughs> See, and I can't. Fucking not think about Candyman.
1: As when I, you're in the bathroom in the middle of the night. and
0: ba- Turn on the fucking light. Don't turn off the fucking light. Mm-hmm. I'm in the bathroom. I don't say a goddamn word. Right. <laughs>
1: yep. and you know. I don't say Candyman. I don't say Bloody Mary. I yeah. don't say a goddamn and, word. And, and you see right there. You know, right there. It's a movie. 30 years. 30 years it's been in your brain. Yep. yep. You know which brings me to the next one
0: cuz now you have kind of kind of stepped on kind of moved into a territory that kind of kind of embrace a little bit of the rest of the movies that I've selected and Blair Witch Project
1: that's going to go so well with my next
0: one okay so Blair Witch Project 1999 directed by um Danielle Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez. Now, and and now the the cast, the interesting thing about the cast is their name, their names and their real names, the, the, the names in the movie and the names in real life are the same because these people were playing themselves in the movie. Right. Yep. Well, this was kind
1: of like the first found footage kind of flick right yes yes it set off that whole that that whole genre
0: right and, and that's one of the reasons why i have it on here because it's 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 set off a genre right of found footage so like there's other movies that kind of do this but the thing about this movie was when it came out and they didn't let people know this movie was a movie they told right, you right it, the marketing was this is a documentary.
1: Yes, we found
0: these. We found the videotapes. We didn't find the people, and you're like, "What?" So you went to go see the movie to see what happened to these people, and and I mean, of course, these people die in this movie, right? So you're thinking, "Wait a minute, these people really dead?" And it was weird because it it was all first person. It was all shaky handheld camera, right? It was like. I think shot with a video camcorder, most yep. of it. And there was there was so much shit you didn't see. Yep. There was no no monster ever really present in the film, if I remember correctly. You never saw anything. No, you
1: never you never saw it. Right. What 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 the scary stuff was was you saw the way that the monster was affecting people.
0: Yes. Like there was a yes. Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. And, and these people went to go look for evidence that this Blair Witch existed. And so I don't know. You see, and to this day, I'm not sure what the facts are. Um, but later I find out that it was all staged, right? Yeah. And, that, and that the people that were playing the roles um, were working off an outline. They didn't have, They didn't have an actual script it was yeah improvised it was all improvised all of it but they kind of played along with what was happening now when i when again when this movie first came out the fantastic part of this fucking movie was that it was all real none of it was scripted Mm -hmm. and and that it all happened and that you know that people people died in this fucking movie so i was watching i was going to go watch a snuff film it's what yeah. I was, yeah. I was right. Yeah. You you thought you were gonna go watch Faces of Death. Right? Yes, yeah. you know, and and it terrified the shit out of me because something happened out there. And I said, Is it mental? Did somebody go crazy and someone kill and kill the rest of them? Like someone became the blur rich. There was so much theorizing around it that I had no idea what happened in the end and I was scared shitless because I thought that could happen to me again, it, it it seemed real, and that it could be possible, and that yeah. there's a monster out there that can't kill people, and they do weird things. there was like kind of a ritual that you kind of saw happen in the end, uh, Yes, with right A person standing in the corner or something weird and and then the the camera just falls over, yeah, and the person's dead, right? and you don't know yep. what happens to them. and yep. then I think there's even like uh a message that scrolls up. And tells you this is what we found. We don't know what happened. Blah blah blah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like for me, I I'll, I I got to admit, like the it wasn't a very scary movie for me. Really? Uh, but just because it got blown before I went to see it. Oh. Right? Like before I went to see it, like it, it was like, oh, okay, so it's a it's a horror movie. You yeah. know, it's not a this isn't like a documentary. It's just that that's the marketing. Yeah. Push, right. Yeah. And so, like, it wasn't scary, but, like, I did kind of enjoy it nonetheless, right? Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, it spawned a whole genre of this stuff. Like, I, I want to go ahead and say, like, it, it led to, it, you know, obviously the, the whole found footage thing, movies like Cloverfield, you know? Yes. But it also kind of spawned, really, I don't think you would have had TV shows like The Office, you know, like the mockumentary kind of thing. Yes. You know, if it hadn't been for the found footage, just the 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 whole found footage phenomenon, right? Uh, I I think that, and, and you know, yeah, mockumentaries were a thing before the Office. You know, like you got Spinal Tap, and you know the the entire uh, Christopher Guest catalog, right? Mm-hmm. But but it, it it was definitely like that whole idea was revived by the success of these found footage genre films and Blair Witch kicked that off. Yeah. And it was done so well. Yes. Right. It, because
0: like, it was done so shitty, so like right. rapidly or so badly, right. you know, that, right. that, that it really sold it. It's so, that, that, that unpolishedness of it. Right is what sold it cuz it is like oh this has to be real it's so crappy you know like it's shot yeah. on the fucking camera like on a video camera so like the worse it was visually the more realistic it seemed yeah and uh man that that movie i i, I it, you know and even after the fact it, the disappointing thing about this movie is that later on you find out that it was like what i told you it's yeah it was semi scripted there was an outline people followed it etc so it wasn't they everybody knew they were playing a role um i guess one thing they did admit was that they kind of believed in it a little more than they want they kind of they kind of really kind of fell into the role right sure so um there was a little bit of that but to what extent i'm not really sure but uh the the end the the unfortunate part of this and i guess the fortunate part is is that it's fake right and, yeah yeah and that kind of took a little a bit of the punch off of it um still love the movie still i yeah. still think it's a great idea just in general well,
1: but i mean i think for scary movies right like yeah okay so you have movies in the category for us of of Candyman, where the scary shit sticks with you for 30 years right yeah. You're superstitious about mirrors for the rest of your fucking life because of that movie, right? But in all honesty, I think what makes a good horror movie is does it get you while you're sitting in the chair watching the movie? Yeah, right? And and whether or not it sticks with you after you walk out of the theater is is almost less important than yeah, but while you were sitting there in the movie, did you were you enjoying it, you know? Yeah. Was it, was it doing what it needed to do? Because that's what a horror movie is supposed to be. You know, it's, it's not necess It's supposed to be fleeting. Cause that, cause fear is fleeting, you know?
0: It, or or at least that would be nice, especially for a, for, for a horror movie to be fleeting because you yeah. don't want that fucking thing sticking with you for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then you can't go to the bathroom without waking up your wife and telling her to yeah. come up with you.
1: <laughs> right. Oh. Honey, can you can you watch me pee? Um yeah. <laughs> she's
0: like, I don't even want to watch you do, <laughs> do anything. I don't want to watch you pee. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um all right. So that's that's my bit on Blair Witch. Do you have anything else you want to say about Blair Witch? No, no,
1: other than you know, it it leads perfectly. So so this is our our uh number Number two two, right so i'm gonna go with and and i think there are a lot of people who could dispute this but again i'm going with the movies that just hit me while just i enjoyed the 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 snot out of them you know Mm. paranormal activity yes remember this paranormal activity i think it was like 2007 ish uh directed by orin pelly Who uh, you know? um, I I don't know that he's got a a huge resume since then. Uh, Maybe. Oh yeah, not too bad. A lot of a lot of horror movies. Chernobyl Diaries. Oh, interesting. uh, The Bay, uh, Area Fifty One, and anyway, uh, Paranormal Activity is another found footage horror movie. Yes. And, a really good one too. Uh, yeah. Really well, well done. And you know, like you got it. So what uh, Blair, Witch was what, like 98, 99, 99. Right. So here, here's a movie that, that comes out almost a decade later, mm-hmm. you know, when, when kind of this whole found footage thing is kind of spent. Yes. Right. Yes. And somebody comes out with another found footage movie and the, the whole movie is you know this this young couple buys a home and weird stuff starts to happen yeah and so they put um they they put security cameras all around the house yeah right and and so the whole movie is footage from these security cameras yeah and the stuff that happens right like it's none of it is like over the top special effects you know yeah. All of it's done on like a shoestring budget, but it's all by virtue like the they they made such good use of the security cameras. It's like like they they made a point of okay, it's all going to be the security camera footage, and so the it, it's basically going to be low quality uh, digital video. Yeah, and they they like crafted all of the effects. To, to really play to that. And the things that happen in the movie are so creepy. So creepy. Dude, that movie
0: is so fucking scary. That movie, now, I mentioned Blair Witch. I did think about um, Paranormal Activity, but I, I, I brought up Blair Witch only because uh, it, it was first, but Paranormal fucking activity scared the shit out of me. Yeah. That movie, that movie, there's a scene where they're sleeping in bed and I guess the ghost or whatever grabs the girl the woman or the yes. wife and pulls her out of bed and drags yeah. her down the hallway and then she gets up she gets loose and comes running back into the room and I was like holy crap like yes now yeah now this movie did not do what parent what Blair witch project did and kind of lied to the audience and say that this is this is a found right. found footage this is all real they they you knew this was a movie going in but while i was watching that i was sold i was in it i was you know the the suspension of disbelief was full on and i saw that woman fly down the corridor and all i could think about is damn that's fucking scary yeah. and how the fuck did they do that
1: you know yeah yeah absolutely you know that that that's like how how do they even do that and like Man, for me, it's a, it's a pretty massive triumph if somebody can make a horror movie mm-hmm. that I know is a horror movie and I can sit in that movie and I still uh, in the chair, you know, watching the movie and I, ah! you know, like, yeah. like stuff freaks me out, right? Yeah. That's and, hard to do anymore. Yeah. And the, every scene of this movie is like
0: that. Yeah, and it's all like shit, like, like they're sleeping, right? And the covers move or the door opens. Or the door closes, is all this kind of shit, like creaking, you know, like the creaking you can add, right? But the door stuff, like the, the blankets moving, all that stuff, you gotta, you're gonna need wires, you're gonna need all kinds of shit. Yeah. And and yeah. the aesthetic of the found footage thing, like the, the cheap digital camera, the, the cheap digital camera uh, you know, aesthetic is is completely like well done. Like sure. They had to yep. have had some kind of um, post in this movie to at least clean up some of these wires. Sure, right. But it, it was done well enough where I didn't see it.
1: Well, right, you know? and I mean, that's, that's why, like, I think it was such a brilliant idea to to do it as this found footage using, using the cheap, uh, cheap digital footage because it's easier to hide stuff. Yeah. You know, it's easier to hide stuff with lower quality footage. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the, the definition isn't there. The, the resolution isn't there to capture a lot of it in the first place. Yes. And on you top know? of that,
0: if, you, if you've ever seen any security camera footage, yeah. you know that the lighting isn't great. You, right. know, that, you yep. know what that stuff looks like. So again, a lot of these things can be hidden with practical effects.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's you know, there aren't a lot of movies that use real, honest to God, practical effects anymore no and so watching a movie that's almost totally practical effect is it was a lot of fun yeah and it really was scary and i mean this is the kind of movie that like later that night you know i get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and it's like yeah i'm waking up my girlfriend (laughs) uh yeah i uh I don't want to go to the bathroom alone. Yeah. You, you, know? take, you, like, you
0: take your cat with you or you, right. yeah. <laughs> you take your stepson yeah. with you. <laughs> right.
1: Like, like sit, sitting on the toilet with a gun, you know, <laughs> right. and, and movie scared the crap out of me. That's all I can say. And, uh, and especially just again, like the novelty of found footage had already worn off by the time this movie came out, I think. And it like, they made it uh, like years before it got wide release. They, I think they made it in two, like, well, I'm looking it up. They made it in 2007. It didn't release. It released for Halloween of 2019 or 2009. Oh really? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just, it scared the crap out of me. Man, and that, that movie is so fucking scary. It, it like, I'll put it, it like, it scared the crap out of me. This is a movie that I have never gone back and watched again. I think right? I've seen it at least two times. Yeah. And like there's, there's stuff like what, what they do really well. It's not just about the effects. You know, what, what, what makes like thriller and, and horror movies work, the, the, where it, like throughout the whole movie, they're just ratcheting up the tension. Yes. The whole time, ratcheting it up more and more. And every once in a while, they release just a little bit of that tension. Yes. Just a little bit, but not a lot. They release enough so that they can start twisting it up again. Yeah. Right. And this movie does that so well, where it's just that constantly tension is ratcheting up higher and higher. And then they, they like hire the paranormal investigator who comes in the house, and the guy freaks out. He's like, you, uh, I specialize in ghosts. What you have in here is a demon. I have to get out of the house right now. Wow. And you have to get out of the house with, and, and, and you know, um, and, and, like, she tells him, like, there, there's even the part where, like, they're trying to figure out what, what's going on. And, and, like, out of the blue, she's like, well, I've kind of been haunted ever since I was a kid, little kid. And it's like, and you never bothered to tell me this, <laughs> you know? Oh, shit, I don't remember that
0: part. She was haunted?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. shit.
0: The, the, the yep. mother, the, 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 the wife. The
1: wife, yeah, the wife.
0: Oh shit! Because I remember there were scenes with like the kid and like like what you're saying—they break the tension with some of this stuff, right? Yeah. But, and then there's life. like
1: there's, yeah, and there there's this scene with the the Ouija board, right? And they're messing around with the Ouija board, and then they can't really get it to work, and they they go and they they leave, right? Oh yeah. And then and then it's just like this nothing's happening. And for like an uncomfortable amount of time, right? Nothing's happening. And then the Ouija board just bursts into flame, you know? Yeah. And it's the kind of thing like, like kind of just makes you jump, you know? Like, ah, and, and just thinking about it, it's like, no, I, like, I, I don't think I can watch that movie again because it freaked me out that
2: much.
0: You know, I have an easier time watching movies where I see, I can see the monster. Of
1: course, because that's not, that. that's not, you're not living in terror.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, right? I mean, well, it's like now you know what you're dealing with, right? You can yeah. see it. Yeah. But When you can't see the monster, there's no face to it. You can't make it. You can't, right. you can't kind of identify with it in any way. Yeah. You can't say, oh, this was a person or yeah. this is a dog or none of that. And that is the scary thing about.
1: And that goes back to. Uh, like what we were saying about Sam Raimi, like what you're not seeing is every bit like it's that much scarier than what you are seeing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's a certain way of making these movies, and it gets me every time.
0: Okay, so here let's uh, jump to number two on my list, and on number two, this was a hard pick because uh, there's two movies in this category that I think kind of belong together. But I went with this one, um, and it's and I'm going to explain why. But I went with my number two is the ring. Oh yeah, okay. And and it's it's uh, I'm ta- and I'm referencing the 2002 uh, American yeah. remake.
1: Yeah, or... Sarah Michelle Geller at
0: her prime. That is the Grudge. Oh my bad. No, I'm an idiot no you're not because that is also the movie yeah that i was gonna put it that's the movie that i wanted in this spot and i kept switching back and forth between the grudge and the ring and the grudge and the ring because uh like i said with shauna the dead you know was in on my list i i didn't I, i left it off the grudge the grudge and the ring they're two separate movies but they're but they've They've gotten kind of the same treatment when it comes to America. There were yeah. Japanese movies.
1: Yeah, and- yeah. So that's clearly why I got them confused.
0: Yeah, and they, and they got a reinterpretation uh, for American audiences. And The Ring and The Grudge are both based on Japanese folklore.
2: Uh huh. Uh-huh.
0: So they're both, they're separate characters, though. They're separate Japanese folklore. No. But they're both based
1: on these folklore. And wasn't, wasn't The Grudge uh, actually directed? By the same director that directed the Japanese one. Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, we're that, we can explore that another time. We're talking about the ring.
0: Let's yeah, talk about the. Ring. I
1: can't help but th- love the Grudge
0: more because the Grudge scared me more, but the Ring is is the one I'm going with because the Ring has that bit of viral scariness kind of like the candy man yeah where right. it's it can be it can be real yeah and and the the thing is with the with the movie the basic plot is uh there's this monster or this ghost it's trapped in a well someplace or whatever but it had it 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 somehow there's this video that's floating around and this is before the internet right so the the the
1: well definitely before youtube Yeah. yes
0: So like they created this videotape and it gets passed around. And if you watch the videotape from end to end, you'll get a phone call. You pick up the phone call and the phone and the voice on the phone will say seven days and you die in seven days. Yeah. Now, now, similar to the Candyman, there is a character who is a reporter who is investigating the phenomenon.
2: Yeah.
0: I didn't remember the movie very well. So I had to like read the synopsis because I didn't have time to watch it. And also I kind of didn't want to watch it because <laughs> it, it freaked you out because I'm a giant chicken, you know? <laughs> and so then uh, the, the ring. So, it, it, you know, from what I remember and from what I read in the synopsis, uh, there's this character. She, she's a reporter. Uh, she's related to some girl who was having a sleepover or something at one point. And they saw the tape because it was something cool to do. Or no, her yeah. friend has seen the tape. Yeah. And then while she was at the sleepover, uh, the friend dies. Right. So then she goes to see uh, the 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 friend because I guess the person that died was her niece. Right. So she goes to see the the girl who is now institutionalized. She's gone insane, <laughs> or she's been you know, deemed as have gone insane. And so she investigates and uh eventually I guess her son sees the tape. Yeah. And so yeah. now she's she's gotta save her son. And she's gotta kind of like try to put this demon to sleep or to, to rest, right? right? Right. And and in the process of doing so, she's she couldn't save her son. She couldn't stop the demon from coming anywhere. So she saw the tape herself because part of the part of the curse of the tape is she she if you can get someone to see that tape now you have the fucking ghost herpes and now you have to go on and fucking give it to someone else
1: right before your time is up right before
0: your time is up
1: cuz yeah didn't didn't if i remember uh didn't like her boyfriend um watch the tape for her yes like he's just like I'm, I'm taking it on you know
0: yes and yeah. he took it on and he dies yes yep yep so then um so like yeah so i guess so then at the end of the movie um or anyway the all the plot points are, are basically kind of i kind of just kind of explain the whole movie but she does try to go and find this ghost and try to like put this ghost to rest and she thought she did she found the body and she tries to put the you know and and you figure out that the the images in the videotape are all the things that happened are a part of the memories of of the ghost so here's the crazy thing about the story now this is based on folklore right now in the folklore uh and the name of the folklore is uh or the name of the of the ghost is sadaku Yamamura originally and she has the power of like psychic burning right so she can psychically burn images onto things so she can burn it onto like this table for example or on a mirror on a wall but she embedded these images on a videotape for people to watch all right that was her power she was some kind of psychic now according in the folklore okay so in the folklore she was some kind of psychic and i i i didn't get to find out I, I had read it a long time ago i forgot what the details are i i i think it was something like she predicted something they didn't like it she killed they killed her and they dumped her in the well and so i could be getting that wrong please internet don't kill me um but believe uh,
1: me i've gotten plenty wrong so far yeah. <laughs> so it's okay for you to botch something
0: all right so then um but the the psychic power is called uh nensha. And that's the ability to psychically burn shit onto, in this case, you know, videotapes. So the images on the videotape are her burning images that were of her like memory, right? And kind of lead the people to her death where she died, where she was uh in like hidden her body was hidden okay. so so the woman goes through this whole process of f- figuring things out and getting to where she was and she buries the 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 uh, ghost or the 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 body appropriately because she found it in a well and the ring the ring thing is actually the circle of the well oh yeah yeah so now she I remember. yeah when, she, when, she, when they threw her into the well, she, she could look up into the sky, and it was her view from the well as she died. Oh, wow. So then, now, the fucked up thing about this <laughs> is, in the movie... You find you know, you you this whole thing is kind of like interesting and kind of more like a mystery. So you're running through all these things and there's scary shit and there, you know there's people that die and but nothing like really fucking terrifying really hits you, right? Yeah until till the fucking last scene where the love interest, the boyfriend or the guy who's helping her, sees the monster come out of the fucking TV screen. Yeah. From it's,
1: crawling out yeah
0: yes and you see the fingernails on the monster's hand on the ghost's hand yeah like it's the fingernails were peeled off because she was trying to dig herself or pull herself out of the fucking well yeah. so the monster comes out of the tv instead of a well she comes out of the tv all wet and just and kills people right yeah and that is the part that i was like this movie right yeah. <laughs> yeah it scared the shit out of me so then i was yeah. in there and um and then the fucked up part about this movie is you know that the videotape the contents of the videotape if you see it you got seven days yeah and yeah. as you watch this movie end right at the end of the fucking movie. They slapped the fucking contents of the videotape
1: right on in the movie, so now right. you've seen the viral. Yeah, yeah. Now
0: you have to fucking pass the. Yeah:
1: on. Yeah, I, and I remember I remember that, and I remember like not wanting to answer my phone.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah.
2: I remember.
0: So the interesting thing about this uh, is I guess these ghosts, the the grudge ghost and the uh, Sadaku uh, ghost are are popular are based on popular folklore so yeah. they've always been part of like the japanese kind of uh thought right um so these ghosts are not are 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 well known kind of i guess to the extent of, in mexican culture like la llorona right so um or La chupacabra or the chupacabra there that's my favorite or the big
1: the chupacabra
0: or or bigfoot or right. you know like right. these these monsters they're they're things that they I, I guess are part of the japanese consciousness now i guess this this is also based on a novel this movie is based on a novel the same name written by somebody called koji suzuki uh i don't know how this guy fucking sleeps like you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I would never fucking sleep if I have these kind of fucking thoughts in my head. <laughs> yeah.
2: But,
0: but I guess it's yeah. a series of books. So maybe he
1: never sleeps. Who knows? Uh, uh, do you remember way back when, long time ago now, you and I were talking about writing like this horror graphic novel. And we right? couldn't do it. And we couldn't do it because like it, like, like we got deep into it. Yeah and then both of us were like i can't keep thinking about this stuff i, I was, can't keep thinking about it
0: cuz it, it it was cuz we were afraid of this kind
1: of shit the mind virus yeah yeah exactly yeah. and it, like cuz I, I i was doing research into like the kind of phenomenon that was at the heart of that yeah and cuz it was a real thing you mm-hmm. know and and I, I just had to stop because it was just like I, I'm freaking myself out. I, I can't write this.
0: I actually tried at one point after you gave up. I actually tried, and I told you I was going to try. Yeah, and I, I still couldn't do it. Yeah, I yeah, still, I was... still couldn't because we're going to do a comic book. Yeah, and and I yeah. still, I still can't. I still, I still love the idea. and, but and, I, and if we yeah. ever, and if I ever, and if I ever. Or if you ever, or whoever, it's like either of us ever try to make this, I will tell you and I will give you credit if I were to make it for myself. But I, I, I can't get myself to do it. I'm not. No.
1: I'm not. It into- was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, it just. Mind virus is the word, man. Yeah. That is, that is the word. It was. It. Things get in your head. And yeah. It's, a, it's just such a funny way to think about it, but yeah, how does this guy sleep? Yeah, yeah. how ah, uh. yeah.
0: So, okay, so give me your number
1: one. All right, here's what we're gonna do first, right? I'm gonna give you my number one, and, and first thing though, before I give you my number one, I'm gonna run through all of the ones. <laughs> <laughs> that I put down on this list and, and we don't have to talk about them. We don't have that kind of time, Yeah. but I'm just going to go through the list here just to tell you where my mind was at. Right. Uh-huh. All right. So. No, num- uh, the first, these are not in any kind of order, right? But there were, could they could have been on your list. They they could have been on the list. They okay. could have been the ones that made it go for Halloween. it. Halloween. Yeah. Halloween classic, you know? Yes. I agree. Uh, the silence of the lambs Ooh, yes uh yes it's not necessarily traditionally halloween ish but talk about a a mind virus freak you out movie and because the monsters in that movie are human yes you know right uh the great pumpkin charlie it's the great pumpkin charlie Brown, <laughs> right that's on here. <laughs> scream yes Right, and this one just for personal reasons. Again, not necessarily really a Halloween movie, but the Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: Oh, horror! Mm -hmm. It's a horror comedy slash um, musical. musical. Yeah, very, very ingenious. Yeah,
1: yep. Hereditary is on the list. Hmm, I didn't. I don't know if you saw that. It came out a couple of years ago. Uh, I can't remember the director's name, but it's a. Uh, the same director that did Midsummer. Okay. I don't know if you. And the only reason I didn't pick it is because it's just too. That movie is warped, man. Mm. Uh, I, I Go watch it. It's not. It, it is a good horror flick, but it is messed up. Okay. Uh, I had House of a Thousand Corpses on here. Ooh. Uh, just because I really like the aesthetic of it. This one is absolutely perfect for this list, but it's not going to get the nod. Alien. Mm. Love that movie. Alien is, I mean, it, 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 it's the whole concept behind Alien. Take your classic monster mor- movie, your classic horror movie, and put it in space.
0: Yes. Come on. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's got the whole stalker thing. That's, that was, yeah, yeah it, it uh, kind of really kind of uh, took ownership of that.
1: Yeah, it's got the the stalker thing. It's got the uh the the, the your enemies are the other people mm. who you know they're not going to follow your leadership. They're not going to they're, they're going to resist you and everybody's going to die because of it. Alien. Perfect. The thing John Carpenter classic. The thing set in Antarctica. Come mm. on. You got ah, uh, that's a that that one's a great movie because um it plays on the, the, the classic horror trope that we keep talking about is the enemies are the other people, yes. right? And, and, you know, the thing is the, is the enemy because it becomes the other people. But while that's going on, you got other people to contend with too. And you're trapped in Antarctica. You can't go outside to save yourself. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, invasion of the body snatchers. Ooh, that uh, old classic movie, remade a number of times. The the 70s Donald Sutherland one is probably the best. Great, great movie. Also plays on that theme is it, it's other people who are the enemy. It's it's outstanding. It's outstanding. Uh, the Crow. Oh, The Crow. I almost put that
0: on my list. Yeah. And I did it only because I... I I uh, I kind of was conflicted on whether or not it was uh,
1: truly horror, but and yeah, and it's not really a horror movie, but it's a Halloween movie. It's set on Halloween, it Devil's, happens in Detroit, Devil's yes, Night on Devil's Halloween. Night. Uh, the, it's a, the, the whole story is about Halloween, basically. Yeah. Uh, and he's a and, zombie, and he's basically a zombie. Yeah,
0: you know, and. and I, I should have put it on my list. I, there's a billion reasons. Um, Brandon Lee, because, you know, he was such a star and he dies in the movie. It's just got, there's a, so there's a real life kind of portion to it, that, which is part of what we're talking about as well. But, the, you know, he could, have been, he, he could have easily been a legend if he had survived the movie. Yep. Yep. But yeah. I,
2: yeah. I, love,
1: I love The Crow. Yeah. And then there's a real throwaway movie, but it made my list. Fright Night oh (laughs) Uh, 1980s vampire flick Mm -hmm. that movie is another one it's not a good movie it's not a great (laughs) movie by any means but it scared the crap out of me Mm -hmm. when i was a little kid and there's a scene in that movie where like it's the fake tv vampire hunter like they're confronting the big bad villain and the vampire hunter holds his cross up real weakly and the vampire just starts laughing and grabs the cross and the cross bursts into flames. And he's like, it doesn't work unless you believe. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't tell you how many times I went to church just because of that. All right. Uh, Okay. We're, we're getting down to it now uh young frankenstein is another movie that i put oh in there. interesting because i it, it's frankenstein but told in a funny mel brooks way mm-hmm. and uh you got uh gene wilder i gene love wilder. gene wilder love gene wilder he's great uh, and and peter boyle is the monster and he does a song and dance number and it's just it's a funny take on a classic monster story and i love it mm-hmm. and so here we are my number one uh it, it, it circles back to my number five of RoboCop in that it's not necessarily a Halloween movie. I mean, it is a monster movie. It was a Halloween release. It, this movie was released for Halloween. The Terminator. Ooh, and interesting I, choice. That you know the the Terminator. Uh, you've got Michael Bean in it you know, and as kind of the, the scrappy future soldier traveling through time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger as the brutal, unstopping, unfeeling monster. It it it's a, it's a it's a sci-fi take on Halloween, if you will, right? You got the unstoppable, super strong monster who's chasing you down and all you can do is run, you know and um you know it, it's it it's the movie it, it was uh, again it was a halloween release for 1984 um it it was the movie that put james cameron on the map you know and i'm, I'm actually not a huge james cameron fan to mm-hmm. be honest but this is this is the movie without this movie there'd be no you know james cameron
0: I almost put Terminator on my list as well, almost, and i and i didn't again, mostly because I was caught up in the in the genre part of it, but I wanted to I wanted to because I remember being afraid of the Terminator,
1: um, yeah, but morphifying st- that one at the end, mm-hmm. that one glowing eye as the the the, the weird ass factory that serves no purpose it has the uh, just a coffin that someone can climb into and get crushed by a a giant hydraulic press but there's that you know the it's got one hand left and that one eye is glowing and as it gets crushed finally the eye goes out and you know that she's gonna live you know oh that movie was terrifying because you've got just the relentless unkillable monster and what do you do? And, and you, you, they try to stop it so many times and, and they get away by the skin of their teeth mm-hmm. and it, oh, terrifying, really? And,
0: yeah, and I think, like for me, especially was the idea that our future, again, like Detroit uh, in Robocop, our, our future doesn't look too good.
1: Yeah. And, right? the, and
0: the idea that uh, like robots would take over the future was was completely terrifying. Yeah. To, to, you know, young Edgar, you know, and yeah, it was, it was, I remember being afraid of that. I wasn't afraid about, I wasn't afraid of the movie itself as much as I was afraid of the thought of a fucked up future where I was a slave of a
1: robot. Yeah, right. Like there's that, that existential dread on mm-hmm. top of the fact that it, I mean, uh, yeah, it's absolutely a sci-fi action movie. Right? Yes. But it's a sci-fi action movie built on top of a monster movie. Yeah. Okay. Just like Alien, right? Mm-hmm. Sci-fi, sci-fi, mon- sci-fi uh, action movie built on top of of the bones of a monster movie. Yeah. Right. And uh, and the monster comes from a place that you know people made this monster. People mm-hmm. created that monster. Mm-hmm. And the monster took over. Right.
0: It, yeah. And it, and it looks it, like a human. Yep. It looks like a person, but inside it's, it's a monster. Yeah. Inside it's, yep. it's dead. It's not real.
1: Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and all it wants to do is kill you.
0: Yeah. And all it wants to do is kill you. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. And uh, you know, it, it's the, that social commentary of, you know, not so much like let's say technology run amok, but just, making really bad choices yeah. about the technology that we create and, and how we create it and what we ask it to do. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it, you know, looking, watching that movie now is like, okay, yeah, we haven't, we haven't created homicidal AI yet, you know, No, we, we haven't created AI that's taken over the world and, and decided to kill, to exterminate humanity. But we've created, quite literally, not, you know, not in science fiction terms, AI runs the world now. Yeah. AI, runs, AI is how Facebook and Google decide what you get to see when you do a Google search. Mm-hmm. And decide what pops up in your news feed. You know, Apple, the Apple News app is run by AI that decides what to feed you. And it's not necessarily deciding what you want to see. It's deciding what, it, what, what you need to see based on its own terms. Yeah. You know? Uh, and so, like, we haven't created, you know, uh, homicidal robots, but we've created the technology that's turning us into sociopathic robots. It's it also... People are becoming robots.
0: And also, yes. So we're, we're, we're the things that are not alive inside, wrapped up in the yeah. human shell. Also, also think about, it's kind of like got an inception kind of piece to it in terms of like uh, the whole uh, idea of robots taking over society. We are slaves to robots. Yeah. But we're, but we're willing slaves because we're not, even sure. a, we're not even aware enough to know that we're slaves. We're just, and if we are, what can we do? Yeah. What is, what is right. it that we do? Other than sign off of Facebook, sign off of everything and go live in the cabin in the woods. You right. Know? And nobody's gonna do that. No. Because you know? because there's that Joss Whedon
1: movie. Like, <laughs> like well, no, at, at this point, I I find it hard to believe that there are people out there who don't understand that, you know, Facebook isn't like it's not controlled by your choices. It's giving you the choices, right? It's like, giving you the choices. I, like, I, I, I don't think there's anybody out there who doesn't know that. You know, yeah. I don't think there's anybody out there who doesn't know the depth of data that, that people have, that, that Facebook and Apple and Google have about them. Mm-hmm. I, I think, though, that the grand majority of people just don't care because what, exactly like you said, well, what are you going to do about it, yeah. you know? And uh, I mean it's kind of a terrifying thought because you know, true, like what what can we do about it? There's there's so much that you cannot accomplish on a daily basis now without using your devices and your apps that trying to to live without those stuff, without that stuff is is almost impossible. Yeah. Right. But every time you use it, you go deeper down that well. Yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, 20,
0: 30 years ago, we were, perfect, we were perfectly fine without phones. Oh, yeah. But now, for some reason, we can't seem to live without them. And, and like, you're saying, like I said before, it's got an inception piece, like you're saying. Like, it's deciding what you want. And it's deciding what you want based on stuff, on information you already gave it, right? Yep. But it's, yep. but, but it's taking that information and then just turning you just a little bit towards what they want you to see, right? Yeah, or right. towards who they want you to be. So like the commentary about Terminator could be, and this is again, me just kind of thinking off the top of my head, is the future is not going to let you live the life you want to live. The future coming coming from coming after you to kill you. Before you can give birth to the thing you want to, you know, that you want to make. Right. Sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, exactly. That sentiment, right. Like like the, Mm.
2: the future is here now. And it's keeping
1: us from giving, from, from making the things that we want to create. Right. Exactly. It's, it's keeping us (sighs) dumb basically. Um. And, you know, uh, all of these movies, as we've talked about them, you know, it's like, yeah, you you watch these movies now and you project a whole new meaning onto them, you know? But I mean, that's, I guess, kind of one of the big values of cinema is, you know, every movie ever made is a reflection of the time in which it was made, Mm -hmm. right? Whether, whether it was meant to be or not, it is. And, you know, you can watch this stuff now. You can watch the Terminator, a movie from 1984, that all of a sudden has new, relevant meanings
2: mm-hmm.
1: to what's going on right now. You know, and uh, that just makes it scarier. That's just the that's just like
0: the the mark of a good filmmaker, right? I mean, yeah, James Cameron like when he made this movie i don't know where he got the idea from whether he read it in a book or what but wow what a mind on that guy like the imagination to kind of almost foresee the human race being taken over by robots and it's happening right now yeah and and he yeah. told it in terminator a nice little you know fucking what is it rated r rated pg 13 right. you yeah. know movie with a bunch of like you know shoot 'em up you know Destroy the streets action, right? Yeah, it's to 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 the the novel, uh, film goer or whatever. It's just a nice little action movie. But you know, he he was making commentary. Oh, on, on the yeah. fact that that you know the, our machines are going to take over.
1: Yeah, right. And you know that's that's the way that you make effective commentary is you you take you you take it to the extreme, right? Mm-hmm. You you take you take the end game that you're that that you're kind of wary of, and you you stretch it to its most extreme limit, right? And that's how you make commentary in a movie. That's just that's how it's done. And this movie, I mean, it's. It is. I, I I will fight for it to my dying day that this is a horror movie. It is. It's scary, for it? sure. It is scary. Scary stuff happens in the movie. The The monster is terrifying. Uh, and then, you know, it, it's wrapped up in this really slick sci-fi action movie, but it is a monster movie, and there's, there's just no question about it. Mm-hmm. and and we created the monster yep and that's that's why it's so scary
2: yeah
1: right
0: so let me get to my number one here um i didn't uh have a fancy list like you did although i i almost want to kind of take a lot of the shit that you just like you said it's said, a yeah, me too <laughs> um yeah. Uh there's uh th- like I said, I mentioned before uh Shaun of the Dead. Um, there's a bunch of other movies that I could have mentioned, uh but I, I just I I left them off and I didn't I wish I would have kept track of them. Um, but uh and the classics, this is not to ignore the classics. Friday the 13th, Halloween. Of course. You know, all these,
1: you know. uh, But it's almost like it's, you know, it's not worth bringing them up because, of course, that's what everybody's going to say. Yeah. Chex the Chainsaw
0: Massacre, for example. All these movies that people are like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, my number one is one of those movies. At least I consider it one of those movies. But my number one is because, again, it's that fucking mind virus nonsense, Right. My number one is Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984, director Wes Craven. Because in 1984, I was nine, right? Okay. Nine-year-old Edgar being aware of a fucking monster slash ghost ghoul thing that can kill you when you go to sleep. Yeah. It's fucking terrifying, right? I mean- you know, as a kid, you're you're afraid of the dark. Everybody's afraid of the dark. It's, you know, you're, it's a kid thing. I'm a grown-up now, and I'm sometimes afraid of the dark. But I saw fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I think at a friend's house, or maybe even my house, or whatever. And I could not fucking sleep after that. Oh, my cousin's house. I saw it in my fucking cousin's house. Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he made me watch that fucking movie, and I could not go to sleep after that because. You know, there's a creepy little song, right? Yeah. You know, one, two, yeah. three, or one, two, Freddy's coming after you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a creepy little song sung by a kid, right? Yeah. And you find out the myth, the story about the man who lived, who, who was like a child molester, right? And now he has come back chasing after the kids he would have gotten if he were still alive. uh huh. Like yep. what the fuck? You know, like this guy can't fucking stop. Like he has to come after him even when they're high school kids. So like in the story you find out as, as the first movie goes on that the parents of the neighborhood chased down the, the, the child molester trapped him in a house set or trapped them in something, a, bar, a barn or a house or something. Right. In the set, boiler
1: room or something. in the boiler room or something.
0: Yeah set the place on fire and he burned. And his now new shape, his new form is he wears a hat, he's got the wrinkled burnt face and, and he can come after you in your dreams and if you die in the dreams, whatever happens in the dream, you can die and it happens to you in life and you can die. And it's magical too because he's like there's a scene where Johnny Depp is laying in bed right and this guy pulls him into the bed he sinks into the bed into a hole into the bed like he kind of just kind of like you know gets swirled up in there and then blood shoots out of that hole
1: yeah oh yeah
0: and so i guess they they come into the room and they find this room all covered in blood so it's like wait a minute you know, he doesn't just like kill you in your sleep, kind of Matrix style, and then you just, you're dead over here. Oh, no. he killed, yeah. You're, you're, if you're in pieces there, you're in pieces here. Yep. Yeah. And, and that fucking thing was terrifying. It launched a franchise of like 100 movies,
2: you yeah. know,
0: and, and it even had a remake at one point, which is more serious than the original Nightmare stuff, because Freddy Krueger originally was, uh, he he was weird because he was he he was scary as fuck but i don't know why they thought that they should have um robert england was his name the yeah uh, pretty character yeah um he they made him crack jokes i don't know why freddie needed to crack jokes because it wasn't like i listened to any of them it's not like i got any of them because i was a kid and at the same time i was afraid of this guy but now you watch it and you're like oh okay you know it's, it's not it's not nearly as terrifying the remake i think is yeah. a little
1: better i've never seen the remake uh, and i never saw nightmare on elm street until i was like in my 20s oh wow so, yeah i never saw it as a kid and so when you um, saw
0: it you must have been like fuck this movie
1: not really like i mean i i could absolutely appreciate you know, it's a horror movie, right? Like, you mm. appreciate the, the genre. You don't expect, especially from something made in the 80s, you're not going to expect a lot of sophistication out of it, you know? Yeah. You um, but uh, no, I I, 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 w- I I just, I wish I had the sentimentality for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, classic. Absolute classic. And, and you know, obviously, yeah, it's it spawned uh, the 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 never ending franchise, just like the Friday the Thirteenth movies, which I never liked. I'll be you honest. Never, you never liked. I never, wow. I never. I never particularly liked the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Um, maybe the first one, you mm-hmm. know, because it, it it's just campy enough, right? It, it, clearly not taking itself as seriously as the sequels, you know. Uh, but um uh but yeah so i never saw nightmare on elm street until i was like in my 20s and i've never seen any of the sequels and you know like so it it didn't obviously it didn't scare the crap out of me you know uh-huh. and uh and and i do remember watching it and being like that's it you know yeah like, but one thing i can say is i can totally get why freddy krueger became a friend uh like a cultural phenomenon Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, like he's 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 got the wisecracks, you know, and, you know, that's just like that's it just kind of in a way makes him scarier, I feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. because the whole thing's the whole thing's a joke to him. The whole thing is fun and games, right? We're talking Mm -hmm. about life and death. We're talking about slaughtering high school kids and it's fun and games for this, this really evil burned up creepy dude with the claw hand, you
0: know? Yeah. He is he is super creepy. But you see the thing is, I think I think that's why it worked. Because first of all it was the eighties. Yeah. And and second, I was nine.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Eight nine, eight years old. And I'm watching a fucking scary movie with my crazy cousin. And it, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's a time and a place. Where this stuff could kind of exist and happen. Yeah. And then it's just never going to work again.
1: Yeah. Well, it, and I think, I, man, I don't know about you, when I watch movies like Friday the 13th, or I watch the um, Friday the or uh, Friday the 13th, Halloween, uh, although I will, I, I almost feel like the original Halloween is like a cut above. Right? Oh, really? Uh, but that was 78. So it was before kind of the 80s, like Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street sort of boom of, of horror movies. But like, especially Nightmare on Elm Street, when I watch that movie, I feel like, like this is a movie made for kids. It this is. isn't, even, this isn't even a movie made for high schoolers. This is a movie made for kids. It kind of is, which right? is kind of twisted, right? Like it's kind of twisted that 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 I'm watching this like really gory, violent, you know, horror movie and think like this is for twelve year olds, isn't it? That's, that's who this was made for was twelve
0: year olds. And it's a rated R movie. Yeah, it's a rated R movie. There's drinking, there's mm-hmm. sex, right? It's got all those little tropes that that are, and this is one of the reasons. This is one of the reasons I wanted to scream on my list but all the all the list of things that scream says yeah that endangers right. you you know like if you do these things it, this is why you die you know yep yep like it does all those things nightmare on elm street does all those things like you know you shouldn't have sex shouldn't drink shouldn't be a bad guy you should be the virgin right you should be yeah you know you'll be safe and uh and that's what happens in this movie like that's yeah. You know, it, it hits all those tropes. Um, it's uh man. It and not. I, I can't believe that that I didn't see that. It makes so much sense now that it.
1: This is a movie made for kids. Yeah, I really, especially with the nightmare with Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, granted, again, I never saw any of the sequels, just the original. Uh, but I, it really struck me like watching that movie. Like this this is, this is, it's so simplistic, you know, mm-hmm. right. It's not to say it's bad. I'm like, it's simplistic. The characters are cartoons, right. Mm-hmm. They're, and the stuff that happens to them is cartoonish because it's from dreams, you know? Yeah. And, and like, I, and he cracks the, the wise cracks, you know? And it's like, like, it just, that's the thought that hit me was, this is for kids. This is a kid's movie. No, and it's a kids movie, except it's a it's it's a horror movie, which is just a little weird. But the thing too is like like
0: what kid isn't afraid to go to sleep at night at sometimes with the lights well, off? Well, right, right, yeah, you know. And so it's it's hitting on top of another note, right? Another another beat that that kind of resonates with kids, and it's being in your bedroom at night by yourself. There's yeah. a creepy dude, creepy molester dude, who's monstrous yeah. looking who will kill you in your sleep? Yep. So you don't want to go to sleep. Right? Yep. It's, it's, holy cow. It's totally, totally, totally for kids. And now this is more kind of gross to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know, this is a theme uh, today, I think is um, we're doing a lot of projecting, right? We're projecting mm-hmm. our own ideas onto, the, onto things. But, in, in all honesty, I can't, I I can't watch Nightmare on Elm Street and not think this is for kids. I I can't, I can't watch it just because it, it it plays like a children's movie. Well, the whole thing know?
0: too, like it's got that little children's limb uh, like yeah. song, right? Sung by yeah. little kids. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it's uh, now that I see it. Now that you kind of ruined my number one now. Because I no! know, well, let me tell you because I think now it's disgusting. Oh, no, yeah, because no, because no. the whole movie's got like a child molesting flavor to it now. Well, you see what I'm saying, yeah, and because mean, it, it's already arm-
1: disturbing, I wasn't saying like no, no, I was saying no, like I feel bad that I ruined your number one. No,
0: no, 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 uh, i um, I want to take scream now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, well, well, you know what? Out here. Scream is something that we can we can uh, totally agree on. You know, do I think it's the number one uh, Halloween movie ever? No, I yeah. don't. But there's so much context around Scream that's very important. Number one, it's the it, I don't know for sure if it's the first movie that really like like deconstructed the whole. Uh, formulaic nature of horror movies, you know, of slasher flicks, but it does it so well, yes. from beginning to end. And, I mean, it was it was written by Kevin Williamson, who was a legitimate like Hollywood phenomenon in the '90s. So you know, he he wrote Scream, and that was like his big his his big break. And then he made Dawson's Creek, which is. I don't know if you ever watched it, but it was like, it was like the next 90210, right? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a huge deal. And I loved that show. Cause it, I was, it, you know, I was a little bit old for that show, mm-hmm. but I mean, I was still in that mindset, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And because that show came out while, while I was in college, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, you know, when you're like, 18, 19 years old, you still absolutely can identify with what it was like to be 14 and 15 years old. You know what I mean?
0: For sure. And there, like, there it's was, not that and there were some uh, characters on that cast that were a little older too.
1: Right. Yeah. And well, and, and like the cast was all my age, right? Mm-hmm. The the characters not so much, but the cast was. Mm-hmm. But you know, like Kevin Kevin Williamson was a cultural phenomenon, like a driving force behind 90s pop culture right and he wrote scream and scream was this massive phenomenon and what there have been five of them i think
0: Mm -hmm. no
1: there's a few and there's a series yeah but that original scream was just i mean it was well written it was Mm -hmm. well cast it was it was this this uh extremely i almost like ambitious uh attempt successful, mind you, yeah, to not only deconstruct deconstruct and send up the horror movie genre while also being an extremely, extremely well made horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It it
0: definitely had the cast of of that flavor of like a 91210 or Dawson's Creeks kind of flavor because they had the young, yep. good looking kids. Yep. Right. And when I watched that movie, I was you know in college as well, but in film school. Right. Uh-huh. So all the things that one nerdy film geek was talking about I ate it all up. I was like this oh, movie, sure this movie's awesome. Yep. But um but yeah, yeah. I, it it was it that is a great movie and the way it flips the whole genre of the one monster his idea is is
2: phenomenal.
1: Yes. Yep. Yep. And you know it gave birth to Skeet O'Rich's career and mm-hmm. where would we be without Skeet O'Rich? <laughs> but no I, it, but i will say and this is just I'm, you know i don't want to talk too long on it yeah another, we're... another honor honorable mention we've been talking a long time already yeah three hours uh, yeah <laughs> but, but without scream there would be no cabin in the woods and was, cabin in the woods is a phenomenon
0: i was going to mention cabin in the woods it, it's one of my honorable mentions uh i love cabin in the woods. Uh, again, I don't, I, I don't think it holds like the same kind of spot as some of these other movies. No, it's, no. It's, it's not, but.
2: It, it's
1: not,
0: it's not a mind virus, like Nightmare on Elm Street, where you like, you're afraid to go to sleep or, or like fucking, like uh uh, uh fucking Candyman, where you right. can summon the monster. It doesn't have that realistic kind of fear. Right. Um, Or kind of like the dystopian kind of possibility of it. Nothing about it is possible. Right right what is great about it is is that that there's a cabin in the woods and you
1: can select your
0: own monster
1: right you can select your own horror movie yeah by the choices that you make and then and then the the horrible evil monster that that is really behind it all is so much worse than anything you could imagine yeah i think i think it's a great it's it's a great movie uh for, for Halloween, you know, or, or, you know, it's just a great fun movie. Yeah, because you know? it's also a horror comedy, right? Yeah.
0: Another honorable mention, and, and this, this is my last one, I swear, uh, is um, Dale and, oh, I can't remember T- his name. D-
1: Tucker and Dale versus Evil.
0: Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That fucking movie I watch every fucking year, even though I forget <laughs> the name of it. But me and my wife watch that movie every Halloween because it is hilarious. And it's the first movie I've ever sat with my wife where she'll actually watch a horror movie with me. Wow. and And she enjoys it. Like, she watches that movie, and the first time we watched that movie, she laughed out loud, and she never laughs at anything. Nice. And, and that movie is so awesome, dude. Like, Tucker... Like Tucker. I'm going to and- have to
1: watch it. I haven't seen it.
0: You so. haven't seen Oh, No, I
1: haven't seen it. I have to watch it.
0: If, if, if there's one movie you need to watch, of all the things, of all the things that we've talked about, let me see is is definitely like you've seen night of the living you've seen ghostbusters you've seen blair witch you've seen the ring you've you've seen the grudge you should yeah, watch tucker but and if Dale. there's
1: if there's one thing that the last three hours has exposed i've seen them all but i can't remember him for shit
0: yeah same thing here <laughs> yeah and we definitely didn't have time to, like, kind of go ahead and watch these. Or the balls, you know? <laughs> like Wow, well, right, yeah. I don't want yeah. sit, to sit in the basement or in the fucking living room by myself in the middle of the night watching these goddamn movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm especially not watching that fucking Candyman. Yeah. You know, fucking Candyman scares the shit out of me. But anyway... All right, brother. We've been down here for three hours, man.
1: Yeah, and you've got some editing to do. So
0: yeah, I got some editing. Uh, yeah, eh, just a little bit, but it'll be fine. Um, thanks, bro. This is this yeah, a this good is, one. I I this enjoyed is, this one.
1: All right, you know what? I think we're gonna have to do more like this, right? Yeah. Like like movie lists. I think yeah. this. I think we've movie lists or even TV show lists, right? Yeah. Like, I think we've stumbled on something good here.
0: Yeah, I think right. uh, um, I, I'm actually going to do a kung fu list with right. another friend of mine. But I'd like to hear your kung fu list. Oh,
1: oh I could do kung fu, kung fu lists or um, uh, just like Japanese movie, like, Ooh. like, like, uh-huh. like anime you know, talking about like anime or Shintaro Katsu, uh-huh. you, know, you know, or uh, um uh, I I'd, I'd say Takashi Miike but his movies freak me out.
0: His movies are a little fucking freaky they're, uh, they're
1: very very disturbing.
0: Yeah, he's it's like the perverted and it's just he's uh, so crazy. Yeah. He's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. But he's got that he did that one um the blind swordsman one I thought was great. He did Takashi Miike did blind swordsman? He did he did one he did a remake of the blind swordsman. I, I
1: know I I are you confusing Takashi Mike with uh, uh, Takeshi Kitano. I hope not. Beat Takeshi different guys.
0: Hold so
1: Takashi te- Mike um, did uh, Ichi the
0: killer. Yeah, no I'm talking about Sato Oichi Sato Ichi, that that was beat Takeshi. Zatoichi. Are you sure? Yep I'm looking it up. Za Sato Z- fuck. I can't spell it right. <laughs> Satoichi. Uh, 2003 film, uh, directed by Takashi Kitano. Yep. So I was completely wrong on that one. Okay. Yeah. But also a good movie. Anyway, I could talk, yeah, I, I can go on and on about all these other movies too. I just wanted to do Halloween theme this month because it's October. Yep. Oh, hoping, that, I, hope, hoping that'll get us on the map somehow. Yep. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's wrap this up. Thanks so much, brother. Um, yeah. This is Ego Traves and Not My Cousin Dan
1: signing off. <laughs> mm. All right. Good night, everybody, and happy Halloween. Music, Why Can't We All Make It
0: by DJ Dents can be found over uh it's epidemic sound man i had a really good time uh doing this podcast i hope you guys enjoyed it if you want to support the podcast head on over to shop.theflowroadpodcast.com again that's shop.theflowroadpodcast.com we'll catch you next time bye